Well, hey there, that jingle and jangle and sound means it's time for Tardy the Party. I'm assuming that Bill's putting some jingle jangle sounds on there, because it's, what, the day before? No, two days before Christmas, and Bill loves the fuck out of Christmas. So we're just going to watch some Christmas bull crap that Bill picked out, because he's like, hey, let's watch some Christmas, because I'm out of things that I've never seen before regarding Christmas, because I am a uh, Christmas media whore and just suck it Welcome all in. Welcome to the jingle, baby! Christmas or Tokyo Godfathers, and you were like, well, what would just do some Rankin Bass shit? Because hadn't you just seen a Rankin Bass thing, and you were like, oh, okay, I guess that's not totally terrible. Or am I imagining that? You're imagining that. <laughs> okay. I just like, offered that up as a suggestion. I was yeah, like, well, we could do that, that, and you were like, mmm, that's delicious. Just, just because it's so simple, like, it's not like that. There's not, there's not actually a lot to talk about unless we do a blow-by-blow for each thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so we are talking about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty uh, the Snowman, and Twas the Night Before Christmas. We're doing the, the, the Rankin-Bass triple pack. Um, really, we could just talk about Rudolph and Frosty, because those are the two big... But everybody knows Twas the Night Before Christmas so well. <laughs> I, I it's the that. nation's favorite. I wanted to do that for, for punishing you for the internet. <laughs> Because you said piss. <laughs> Dude. I, actually, I stand I, by that joke. <laughs> it didn't occur to me until just this moment. We should have gotten Phil involved. Because I think Phil would have as much to say about any of this stuff as... Anyway, but yeah. Uh, our internet buddy, Phil Theobald, from the Player One podcast. He's been mm -hmm. on the episode a couple times. And yeah, I think he's a big Rankin Bass fan, too. But yeah, just for want of like like running out of Christmas stuff to talk about every year. I thought it was good. When you suggested we could just do a couple of random Rankin-Bass cartoon holiday specials, I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's fine, because I can talk about that shit without ever having to watch it again, because I have all the shit memorized. And so what? what? what's your experience with Rankin-Bass? What had you heard? What I know Rankin-Bass, The Hobbit. <laughs> yeah! That's right, because you... I think when... The My dad was a huge... Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien? Yeah, Tolkien. Yeah. Tolkien fan. I always I always feel if he's starting with the initials because I feel I worry that I'm going to say, uh, what's his name? Uh, the other fantasy J.R.R.R. George Martin? George George yeah. J.R.R. Martin? George yeah. George George of the Jungle Who's Martin. Who's the guy who wrote the story about the lion in the closet? Is that that, that is Carol Lewis. Thing? Carol yeah, C. that's Carol. C. Carol. Carol, C. Carol L. Frank C. <laughs> Carol Lewis. He wrote you the story. You ask me about... a question: What their name is, and it all just falls out of my head like a, a it's bunch of alphabet blocks a... dropping down the stairs. It's something with one letter and and a dot and something other words. <laughs> that's that's mm -hmm. who wrote Moby Dick. Yeah. Um. Oh, you're talking about so this some fucking mid-century cartoon bullshit. What are you that talking about? Quickly falling out of favor with people because this shit is old and musty, and the people who like this stuff are all getting old and dying. Uh, <laughs> but it's got such great morals in them. <laughs> like, if you've got a deformity, you should feel ashamed, and not only should you feel ashamed, but your parents should feel ashamed <laughs> for making you <laughs> by their owner. Uh, also, <laughs> you should melt, mm -hmm. and also, uh, if you break a clock, you should wait until the last possible moment to even think about fixing it. That and one, also, that one's a, uh, nobody knows that one, and it's a roller coaster. <laughs> and also, 
I guess if you do a job, you're always going to be assigned a mouse companion to do it for you, I guess. I don't know. What's Weird. Going on that. that world? Oh, we'll talk about that one. Yeah, we'll I, talk what about or, that. Did you not want to go in a specific order? <sighs> no, it doesn't matter to me. We could just talk about this okay. stuff generally. I just started I mean, with I just started with Frosty, then uh, uh, okay. Rudolph, and then Night Before Christmas. Had it not been, or, or was it? I thought you had said something about how your son had stumbled across one of these things well, and you, watched a whole bunch of Well, you were kind enough to get us all of these ding dong specials and some we nobody's like ever heard of 30 of them Pe like all, people only know like three or four of the rankin bass specials but they made a lot of fucking specials yeah. most of which no one has, has heard of because most of their specials were not that popular but the big ones we're talking about today were, well two of the ones that we're talking about today were big so yeah so i gave you those specials mm -hmm. and then yeah. i don't know how frosty was the one that was picked but frosty was put on yeah and Did now you Frosty like the kid has picker? Uh, I don't. I think Kelsey might have put it on. Okay. Because out of all of the like stuff from that era, it's the least scary. Yeah, because it's just a bunch of it's it's Frosty with the kids and they're just marching down the the There's road. There's no for nightmare like play animation garbage. And... Yeah, and well, even in the villain is completely wait incompetent. wait wait. I know we're both kind of sticklers for it. Are, is it clay or is it just stop motion? It's stop motion. Okay, that, I didn't know that... how clay they were. No, no, no. Well, that's funny because everyone considers this stuff claymation, but the only people who really did the claymation that was popular, you, you had the Will Vinton studio that did the, um, the grapes. The Cal yeah. The, the Cal Cal California grapes. California raisins. <laughs> and then you had, uh, the fucking uh, Gumby. And I think just between, yeah. for some reason between Gumby and the California Raisins, everyone just assumes all this shit is clay. No! Clay is terrible to work with because it's constantly melting. There's no infrastructure. The Fingerprints one, the all over. Exactly. The one benefit Clay has is that you can do kind of crazy transformations because you can re-sculpt the characters. As we saw, like, in the fucking... What was the goddamn... Mark Twain. Mark Twain, the Will Vinton thing that we talked about, which is, like, fucking nightmarish. Mm -hmm. But, like, this stuff is all, like, this Nightmare Before Christmas, it's all just puppets. Because the puppets, you know, they're more rigid, they're not going to fall apart, they're not going to melt. Uh, yeah, so it's all just, like, and, and the puppets just have, like, little facial features that you can replace to create the illusion that they're emoting and stuff, so. Although, <laughs> we mentioned that, two of the three specials we're talking about don't have puppets at all, because they're just uh, traditionally hand-animated cartoons. Which... Uh, Rankin Bass didn't do too often, but we're watching two of them today, and Ryan Frosty's the, probably their most pop well, we're talking about the two most big specials. And one is the stop motion one, that's Frosty. Oh wait, no, that's Rudolph. And we're talking about the cartoon one, and that's, that's Frosty. And... You know, I, I knew that, for some reason, I knew they were old <clears throat> as hell. But for oh, some yeah. reason, I see, like, 1964, and I'm like, damn, that is old as really? hell. Really? You didn't know that? Really okay. Well, I guess they kind of, like, Rankin Bass kind of hit its mainstream peak in maybe the 70s. Because the 70s is definitely when they were putting out the most stuff. And I think, I guess, by the 70s, all this stuff had been on TV for, like, 10 years, so it was enough for them to have a little bit of a reputation. Uh, and, and it was just enough time for these specials to kind of start becoming a little bit of a tradition. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, like, F Rudolph was their first holiday special, was the studio's only second thing they had ever even created, and that, yeah, that was 1964. Frosty, I think, is 1969, and Twas the Night Before Christmas, I believe, is 1974, so this is all within a 10-year decade, all, all three things that we're talking about today were created. Yeah. So, yeah, so your kid liked Frosty? Yeah, he's, it's only been watched, like, a dozen times since... <laughs> Why Frosty? I have no idea, man. I, I guess it's because... <laughs> You, I mean, hey, I love Frosty. You, can, you all of a sudden you you, you you watch it once, 
And then you know Frosty the Snowman because you hear that song 50 times. Or not the song. Yeah. That one part 50 times during the watching of that. Well, they do repeat the song like three times in this thing. So if you're watching it 12 times, you're hearing that song 36 times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least yeah, it's got Jimmy Durante? I get, yeah, my, oh man, my son's a huge Jimmy Durante fan. <laughs> that's no. a great thing to be able to say. No, that's, <laughs> no, He's no, like, no. I like Jimmy Durante. Did he ever work with George Burns and Gracie Allen? Because they're my other favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Uh, that's the part of the reason why I always like Frosty, because I love Jimmy Durante as a kid. I don't know anything about Jimmy Durante, but I love that kind of schlubby, like, ha-cha-cha-cha, he yeah. was a snowman. It really <laughs> does create that kind of, like, hobo. He seems like the king of hobos or something like that. It kind of makes sense to, to, to get him to narrate a cartoon about what is essentially a snowman hobo. Yeah. Although I did, did have Vietnam flashbacks about them making the snowman, and it wasn't perfect, and so he yells at them and does not give them a large snowflake. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Animal Crossing humor, <laughs> timely, was, topical. Was, I'll make a snowboy joke later. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so yeah, I don't even know if you want to do a beat by beat. Oh, about I wrote stuff. it down beat by beat. Um, okay. If you, well, what did what did you think about like the design and stuff? Oh, okay, so here's the other thing that mm. the thing that I do like about this cartoon. Did you ever read Mad Magazine growing up as a kid? Unfortunately, yes. Mad Magazine is, you think it's funny because it's for adults, so you just think the humor, you know, it's too highbrow for you. Turns out it's just not funny. No, it's just a fucking... It's It's just not funny. It's just a bunch of elderly Jewish men making the same jokes over and over again for 50 years. You just pretty much read it for those, uh, the, uh, what's his name? The guy that did the little doodles on the the lining. Yeah, Al Jaffe. Yeah. Yeah. No, not Al Jaffe, the other one. Oh, Sir, was it? Uh, oh, no, 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 Al Jaffe. Uh, yeah, I know, um, uh, Sir, Sergio Aragones. Yeah. Who did Gru the Wanderer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I feel, I feel just lose my mad credibility by suggesting Al Jaffe did the margin stuff rather than the... But, yeah, but the, the, the thing I like about this and Twas the Night Before Christmas was the character designs were all done by Paul Cocker Jr., who he was a guy from Mad Magazine. And that kind of ties into the whole origin of Rankin Bass as a studio. Rankin Bass was um, a studio created by was it Arthur Rankin Jr. and Saul Bass, and they were New York uh, advertising guys. They were totally like of the Mad Men kind of era of like 1950s advertising dudes, and they decided to go into business for themselves. And a lot of people don't know this, but the f- first batch of Christmas holiday specials were all just commercials funded by companies like mm. i think i think the first real christmas tv special the one the first big one that was popular was mr magoo's christmas carol which no one knows or care about these days but it was popular enough to spawn the genesis that that, that caused creation of rudolph and charlie brown christmas specials and all that shit but yeah it was ge just saying hey we have a whole bunch of christmas stuff we want to sell we all have we have a bunch of Christmas commercials. We need to commission someone to do an animated <laughs> Mr. Magoo as uh, who's the guy from Christmas Carol? Uh, Scrooge. Scrooge, and we'll get him to hawk our new Christmas stuff. And that's the same thing with Rudolph. Rudolph was only ever created because that was made to sell GE stuff. And I think the Peanuts spe- Christmas special was made just to hawk Coca-Cola. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you saying the, the Christmas <laughs> is has steeped in commercialism? Well, it is great, too, because, like, even the history of Christmas as we know it 
is totally cor- like everyone jokes. Is that about why it. on the island of Misfits story, they're like, I sure wish I was a GE refrigerator with you know energy what? saving ways. I I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they were to find like an original airing videotape and find out like, oh my god, actually, yeah, like I'm a GE mixer, but I'm not. I'm not a misfit. I'm just so cool that no one can appreciate my futuristic technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, there's a whole thing about how Christmas, as we know, it wasn't like it wasn't like invented by Dickens when he wrote A Christmas Carol, but he definitely kind of like helped rush along like the secular version of Christmas that we all love so much, and like everything, all the Christmas iconography, iconography, what's that word? Icon- that iconography. Today, like this is all from like books and like uh, fucking Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was created by Montgomery Ward for like mm. an advertising campaign for one of its catalogs, and someone decided to write a song about it like ten years later, and ten years after that, that's when GE was like, we're gonna use this Montgomery Ward <laughs> reindeer as like. For our like like goddamn cartoon special, we'll hire Rankin Bass, these ad guys. The we'll hire them to make a cartoon for us. So that's how Rudolph began. And same thing with Frosty. We're like that was a song, and they're so like, well, Rudolph was so popular. We, I guess our new thing is going to be like we're just going to do Christmas specials until we're dead. So they eventually did Frosty and stuff. But anyway, but because they were New York ad men, I guess they were buddies with the guys at Mad Magazine who. The, the guys who wrote and illustrated Mad Magazine, when they weren't doing stuff for Mad Magazine, they did a lot of freelance advertising stuff, and so that's how they got in touch with... That's how you got Paul Cocker, who was a huge part of designing, and even, like, there was kind of a Rankin-Bass font for all their credits, mm-hmm. which is specifically how Paul Cocker draws stuff. And also Jack Davis, <clears throat> who, he designed their Mad Monster Party, how the one Halloween thing they did and stuff, but... Yeah, so it's kind of funny, too, because then all these specials were animated in Japan, too. So technically, we're talking about anime today. Both both all of Rankin-Bass's um, claymation... Oh, God, now you got me saying it, too. All their stop-motion stuff and their 2D hand-drawn stuff was all animated in Japan. Uh, like, I think Frosty was animated by Ozama Tezuka, the guy who made Astro Boy. That was his studio, and I mm. think... I think Twas Night Before Christmas was uh, animated by the same studio that eventually got turned into Studio Ghibli later. And then that's the same studio that did The Hobbit and um, the unicorn thing, the last unicorn, which yeah. this is funny because we've actually talked about actually a Rankin-Bass project before with them. With, um, we have never talked about The Hobbit on here, huh? No. I think I may have mentioned it uh, doing it because we did do The Last Unicorn, and I think I'm sure in that episode we talked about you must have talked about The Hobbit, because I know you love The Hobbit. Or at least... Uh, I grew up on it. That's what I was about to say, yeah. I don't want to assume just because you know The Hobbit that you love it, but... So that's kind of the history of Rankin-Bass and how these specials came about. But yeah, so it's kind of funny to see, like, Frosty. It's it's designed by American Madden Magazine cartoonists, but animated by the Japanese. But How do you want to start this? Oh, well, it all starts with snow. And it made everybody super cool. And I think a cocaine truck might have exploded, and that's what it is. Yeah. Every, even dogs are like, yeah, baby. I'm going to make out with this, this male man. Oh, that's because it's, it's showing. Oh, because like, it's fucking Jimmy Durante talking about how the first Christmas snow makes mm-hmm. everyone happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's more specifically when the first snowfall of the year happens to be a Christmas snow. For some reason, everyone in this town gets all fucking... It's like Jesus coming on the town. They lo- just love it so much. Oh, they love it. 
Yeah, everyone's uh, just like, oh, rubbing it on their faces, going, oh, I love you, Snow Daddy. At a school, a teacher hired a magician for the class Christmas party. Cool! <laughs> also, people point out, why are they having Christmas on Christmas, or why are they having school on Christmas Eve? Like, you know what? I read that, Bill, on the IMDb trivia. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole thing, in, I guess. Up until the 60s, like, or, or, uh, school before, on Christmas Eve was still a normal thing. Yeah. Well, I should also point out that, like, at least the, t the both the Toys the Night Before Christmas and Frosty are definitely, like, I think Toys the Night Before Christmas is more specifically, like, the teens. It's all Music Man era. I think Frosty's supposed to be more like the early 20s, because there's cars and stuff like that, but it's mm. still, like, everyone's, like, ladies are kind of dressed in, like, frou-frou dresses and stuff like that, but, yeah, so. This, He's this Professor is... Hinkle. He's. Oh, the magician, yeah. Just about the worst magician in the world. He's so cool, messy, cool. messy, messy. You know what? When you're three-year-old, almost three, that's funny. And you get to say it along with him every time you watch it. <laughs> oh, he does do that? Because, I mean, that's kind of his shtick, because later on he's like, busy, busy, busy. Mm. Yeah. That's, yeah, oh like, my god, this really did brainwash your kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I apologize. <laughs> that's fine, because he throws, the, the, the Hinkle throws eggs in his hat and turns them into messy, 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 that he looks in his hat for a rabbit, but it's not there. So he says his hat is garbo and throws it at the trash, but then the rabbit's in there and just hops away. Cool. Yeah. All the children laugh at him, but then the bell rings, and they all piece the heck out of that class. Thanks for bringing the magician in two minutes before the class ends. Teach, you're the best. I hope Hinkle got his full pay, because goddamn, yeah. <laughs> so. Maybe they... he advertised, like, I'm just super cheap because my whole show is only a minute and a half, even if I can get my act to work right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They build a snowman outside, and this little girl, Karen, is jacked as hell because she just picks up a snowball the size of her. What you been juicing, girl? Because trying to roll a, this, trying to roll together a snowman sucks ass, and you finally just realize you're just gonna make him laying down sleeping. Well, that's one of the things too, because I love the idea. Because like, if this were like, if you're trying to do a photorealistic version of the story, ain't no one gonna make fucking snowman with arms and legs. No. And I want to see a version of this story where it's like, like Frosty the Snowman running around, and he's just made of three giant balls and has no limbs, and he's practically immobile, and he's like alive, and he's like, oh my god, I can't move. What did you make me? Ah, I wish I was dead. <laughs> but yeah, for some reason, these these kids seem to be we're totally cinema sinsing oh, this shit to pieces. Fine, but these kids somehow how make this like six foot tall perfect humanoid with like limbs and arms and shit mm -hmm. like that this is the fucking data of star trek of fucking snowmen yeah they debate on a name for him uh, oatmeal that's the oatmeal, one thing i always yeah. remember this was one idiot kid also i guess there's a little bit of trivia that i guess june foray had been hired to do pretty much the voice of all the characters who aren't like frosty the magician and santa but for some reason she got replaced at the last minute for the voice of Karen the girl, and no mm -hmm. one seems to know who did the voice of Karen in the end, but every time Karen does anything that's not just like a straight, like, actual line read, like any kind of, like, grunting or lifting or picking anything up, you kind of tell it's still kind of June Foray if you're really listening hard, and I guess all the other kids were all voiced by June Foray, so if you really kind of pay attention, everyone's like, even the kid who says, oatmeal, it kind of sounds a little bit like Rocket J. Squirrel, mm. so, nah, just throwing that out there, but anyway. So they name him Frosty. Great. Fantastic. Happy boy. Let's oh, no, sing about it. it. <laughs> Is he not even alive yet and they're already singing about it? Uh, correct. I can't remember. They, they get a circle around him and it's like, Frosty, snowman. That's what it is, yeah, okay. He turns out he's made of snow. Who would have thought a snowman's made out of <laughs> some stinking snow? 
Do you think these kids, when they poop, they sing on the toilet, Poop out my butt! It's made out of poop in my butt! Like, it's like, yeah, kid, that's what happens. This, this, you're, just, you're just narrating what happens in life when things happen, yeah. Hinkle gets <sighs> out, he's running outside, chasing his hat with the rabbit. Catches the rabbit, the hat flies through the air, lands on Frosty, and he says, Happy birthday! Yeah. Is he saying that to himself? I guess so. I like Because when I wake up October 11th, that's the first <laughs> thing I say. Happy birthday! Oh, that would actually kind of great. Well, if you could say it like Jackie Vernon, Happy birthday! Um, I do like he says that every time he, he wakes up, it's like his activation sound. Like, yeah, I don't know if he's even conscious of, of the fact that he says it, just because he automatically says it no matter what. Well, I always think that's kind of cute. But yeah. yeah, now he sounds like some kind of fucking uh, vaudeville Thank comedian. <laughs> I like, I think Rankin Bass is really good with with casting its voices. Because especially, like, he's so laid back. Like, he does, like, like, there's not a lot of story to this cartoon. And so you have to kind of buy into Frosty very quickly in order to be emotionally engaged in this. I think he does a pretty good job of just like, Hey there, everybody. I, I'm, I'm a snowman. I've got a hat on. And I can't count for shit, because I'm fucked up. Burp. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he can't count. He can't count. But, uh, I was in the goofs. Somebody said that he got fingers, and then he has less fingers, and then more. Oh, no. Uh, you see, that's the, that's the dangers of getting cinema sins, and you get two cinema sins, and it's like, oh god, now you just outed yourself as a fucking pedant. A fucking mm -hmm. idiot. A fucking moron. He's made of snow! Maybe his fingers fall off! The girl has to <laughs> like, know that, knows? hey, that hat brought Frosty to life, and, and it must be magic. Hinkle's like, hell yeah, I want that hat back. And lucky for him, the wind blows it off, so he picks it up, and the kids are like, fuck you, old man, you threw that hat away. It belongs to the snowman now, you dingus. I remember he's this like, kind of yeah, you didn't see nothing, capiche? <laughs> I tells, remember this. He, he tells yeah, the ahead. kids they're silly bitches, and who are they going to believe, <laughs> him or their lying eyes? I... Then he leaves. We talked about this right before we started recording, but I just recorded a new episode of Retronauts uh, a couple days ago. And I love Jeremy Parrish. He's the host of that. But he had to, like, right before we started recording, he's like, Bill. You have to calm down. You have to let people finish their stories. You can't cut. Stop. You can't constantly interject. And part, I didn't say anything. And I, I was, that was fine. We totally recorded. It was fine. And I learned to calm down a little bit. But I was like, you've never actually obviously listened to any of the podcasts of Monk. Because my whole thing is like, no, 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 no. Like, you're, yeah, I was very appreciative you're that you're the Kool Aid man of podcasts. Seriously, and that's burst so, in like, the wall. Oh, yeah, so, I'm trying to be even a little more conscious of that in this episode, but I already catch like, even right now. I just caught myself twice interjecting in the middle. You haven't even begun to see what you're saying, and I'm already trying to run. That's run fine. We both you, do it to each other. It's not well, that's why we work so well because <laughs> we're both just like, hey, shut up, fuck you, hey, you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, the kids say they don't give a good don. God, God, hot damn what the adults say. We've <laughs> all seen what we've seen. Yeah. And after a song about Frosty and the credits, Jimmy Durante lets us know that hat did belong to Frosty. Don't sweat I it, baby. Do. That I rabbit do. hocus pocus got us covered. It is like he almost has like, like a legal thing. He's like, we make my, we must make this abundantly clear. The <laughs> rabbit was completely just. I cannot do a Durante to save my That's life. That's as close as most people get. <laughs> I know it's like a cha cha cha. Yeah. Mr. Mrs. Calabash, where we are. But yeah, he like very specifically points out in the laws of God and Jesus. <laughs> 
Finkel is wrong and the rabbit is right to do about mm-hmm. what he's about to do. Uh, but no, this whole thing where, like, the fucking adult, like, gaslights these kids and steals the hat. Like, as a little kid, I was like, man, that's fucked up. I <laughs> you mean takes his hat back? Well, that won't. Well, he I, doesn't he, steal the hat. It's he's his. Not, Spec- no, I mean, we can does. argue semantics. Yes, he threw it away, but then he realized he wanted it back. It is his fucking hat. And it all is his what, hat. The only thing that happened was the hat got blown out of his hand onto, on, onto a fucking magic snowman's head. Mm. It's not like he even actually actively threw it into a garbage can, which it is funny that Jimmy Durante does have to say that, like, technically, from my perspective, I think Hinkle didn't have it. So you, there's still yeah. room for debate, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's funny that, like... A fucking Durante has to step in and be like, give the legal, uh, like, it's almost like it quickly went to Jimmy Durante, the Supreme Court, to get a decision on, on the legality of the situation here, but anyway. Anyway, the, anyway. the rabbit Hocus Pocus hops back to the kids, Frosty gets his hat back, he's alive, he can count, he can sing for a couple seconds about that damn song again, and, <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait a second, that thermometer's getting all reddish, he hates What's it. What's happening? Cause that means he melts and he dies a horrible death. Aren't aren't, aren't thermometers red no matter what the temperature is? I, mean, I do also like the well, logic. He's like, eh. when thermometers get red, it gets real hot. And I like the it's a little bit like the logic that it's the thermometer going up that's actually making the heat, not vice versa. Which I don't know if that's intentional, but even as a kid, I kind of read it that way. And I always thought that's kind of funny. The kids but. say you gotta go where it'll never ever melt the North Pole. Yeah. For some reason, like, it just gets really hot in town, despite the fact that it's been snowing all day, so they've got to get him the fuck out of town. If anything, you think, just just put him in the shade behind, like, the courthouse. He'll be okay, because presumably it's winter, it'll keep snowing. He could stick around for a while. Or just, like, go find the local ice cream shop, and rather than worry, have to worry about put him on an ice cream train. I mean, again, we're cinema-sensing this shit, but, like, yeah, I don't know. Well... Don't worry, because we're going to spend the next 20 minutes of watching them have a parade through town walking, singing a song. four-fifths of this cartoon is this marching through the village. Yeah. <laughs> so, they do that. Shenanigans. A cop doesn't realize he's a snowman and scolds him, but then he's like, Brrr, and swallows his whistle. It's yes. a good joke for toddler babies, because John loves it. Oh, really? I know, as a kid, that was kind of freaked me out, because it's like, because he, it's not like he instantly chokes, but now he's just got like a fucking, it's like permanently lodged in his voice, so he's trying to yell, and he just goes, whee, and like whistles come out, it's like, oh my god, it's horrifying, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that John likes this car, at least he found something seasonal that isn't like, I mean, it's Christmassy, but it's not like fucking saccharine, like, baby Jesus Christmassy that he could watch over and over again. Yeah. It's kind of neutral, I guess. So they Hopefully. march to the train yard, and the, the Karen is like, Tickets to the North Pole, please. And the ticket man's like, Hell yeah, that's $3,000.04, including tax. For a train ride? Damn, man, I know it's going to the North Pole, but cut, jeez. This is how you know it's That's a lot right now. And you this was nice. 50... 700 years ago. Actually, even now, literally like 100 years after the story is set, $3,000 for a train ticket is like, what the fuck? Mm. Yeah, so back then it must have been like $300,000. But yeah, uh, Karen doesn't seem to understand how money works. No. Which, maybe she should have been paying more attention to school all this time, rather than worrying about snowmen, because holy shit. But So she gets sad because... She said, we ain't got that kind of dough on us, old man. He says, Mm -hmm. the train man basically screams, fuck you guys, and slams the ticket booth closed. It's not a busy day at the train station. We can just shut everything down. 
just to yeah. spite some kid and her magic Hocus Pocus friend. is like, hey, look, there's a train over there right now. We don't know where it's going, but it's full of ice cream, so let's ride on it. Love the idea of an ice cream train filled with I- frozen Christmas cakes. Is that a thing? We will return to Frosty the Snowman after these messages. Frosty the Snowman, sponsored by McDonald's. It's a good time for the great taste of McDonald's. It's a good time for the great taste of McDonald's. After a day of battling on the front lines, the last thing you need is kitchen duty. So tonight on your way home, stop off at Pizza Hut and pick up a hot, delicious Pizza Hut pan pizza to go. Call or come in for the Pizza Hut Party Pack and get two delicious medium Pizza Hut pizzas for just $10.99. Toppings extra. Offer available for dine-in, carry-out, and delivery where available. Enjoy a Pizza Hut Party Pack tonight. Good grief, it's the return of the Emmy Award-winning A Charlie Brown Christmas. Then it's the Dr. Seuss classic, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, two holiday favorites Friday on CBS. This is CBS. Nothing says cookie, I love you, like a Nestle doll ass cookie do. Nothing makes a cookie taste so fine as those Nestle doll ass morsels of mine. Isn't your little cookie worth it? The ultimate holiday treat is back, and everyone wonders if Santa's skipping town. Can they save St. Nick in the nick of time? The Yuletide Classic, Twas the Night Before Christmas, next. And Karen's like, I'm coming too. My mom won't lie, so long as I'm home for supper. I mean, how far away can the North Pole really be? I do like that kind of lampshades the situation. That, like, she has no idea how far the way. Yeah, like, it is kind of like, oh, oh, oh. Also, I'm not wearing pants, but whatever. <laughs> it's like, I'm assuming they intentionally designed her without pants to make the fact that she's going to be freezing to death for the rest of the special more convincing. But yeah. Oh, God. I guess I only got cold in this town, like, this day. I guess it was a pretty warm winter all the way up until, like, you know, yeah, this, this, this. So. Until Christmas Eve. All the kids wave goodbyes. Hocus Pocus, Karen, and Frosty ride away on the train. Yeah. Oh, and we see that, um. He totally uh, Mr. Burns it, Mr. Hinkle. Hinkle jumps on the caboose. Yeah. <laughs> He's only missing, like, half his body when they animated him on the back there. I'm, I'm actually considering how, like, off-the-cuff these specials all were. I'm kind of surprised this animation's not more rife with errors and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, so the train leaves, <sighs> and some more of the Frosty song plays as they're cruising along. But who could have seen this coming? Karen's apparently freezing to death. Like, they're barely out of town, and she's <laughs> all like, Yeah. Yeah, wear pets of plants! And then fucking, it just only, I mean, granted, I know the idea is that Frosty's supposed to be a dumb motherfucker, but it only dawns on him now that maybe this is not the smartest idea. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, jeez, Karen, you're cold. Mm-hmm. You, you would be shivering if you were cold. And so... So the train pulls off to the side to let another train pass. And Which, ha- it's funny, because like, I'm watching it now, and the train has actually already passed the junction, so there's mm-hmm. no reason it has to stop. Because the train is just... I don't know, unless you're watching it. Oh, yeah, I'm watching it now. And fucking... It's just really... They only drew Dinkle's top half of his body. Yeah. Hanging from the rear of that train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So they get off. Um, I love his spats. Yeah. I like the character designs. I like they're so cartoony and goofy. But, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very distinctive to that Mad Magazine guy. But 
Anyway, yeah. I like how everything's got like a thick black outline around it. Just very kind of nice and graphic looking. You can make stickers out of all these characters. They get off the train because Karen's dying. Frosty walks around holding Karen. Just giving her a horrible frostbite on her legs. Yeah. Through a storm, animals are decorating Christmas trees in the middle of the forest, as you do. <laughs> and, uh, so Randomly. they send Hocus Pocus. This actually is a thing that comes back later, and the special they did about... Well, they did two specials explaining the backstory of Santa Claus, which... You texted me about that, you because te- you found the weirder one. <laughs> the other special, the light... Was it, the? Uh, oh, God, not the... You, you found the life and adventures of Santa Claus. Which is the weird D&D campaign of an mm. explanation of how Santa came across. Their other one, one of the plot points is that Santa and the future Mrs. Santa run across a bunch of tr- uh, animals in the forest decorating trees for Christmas. So this is a thing that's in Rankin Bass specials, I guess, is like chipmunks decorating Christmas trees out in the wild. And this is the first time you get to see this in the Rankin Bass specials, but yeah. I guess Frosty can talk animal. I guess, because they ask him to build a fire, and the animals are like, yeah, cool, fire in the middle of the forest, that's Uh, awesome. They use Hocus Hocus Pocus is translating, which is Mm -hmm. kind of, I like the Hocus Pocus is, I saw people also online, I think it was IMDb trivia, they were like, Hocus Pocus was inspired by uh, Snoopy in the the Peanuts cartoons, how his crazy antics, I do like, he, I think Hocus Pocus is cute comic relief in this, but anyway, but Mm -hmm. yeah, he he communicates with the animals. They make a fire, and Frosty's like, well, we gotta find someone to help Kara get home, and meet at the North Pole, and Hocus Pocus is like, well, it's obvious we gotta be Santa, so he runs off to get him. They're only like a couple minutes from the North Pole, I guess, so don't worry about it, it'll be easy. It is funny that, like, there was a little bit of a joke earlier about Karen saying, oh, I'll, I'll at least I'll be home for dinner. But they did seem to make it all the way up to, like, five minutes away from Santa's castle at the North Pole in, like, an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she wasn't completely wrong. Yep, so, uh, night comes as they're waiting for the Hocus Pocus and Santa to get there, and Hinkle jumps out and blows out the campfire with one gust of breath. He's a Which fuck, I, he's, I can't make fun of too much. Because on the IMDb trivia page for this, somebody one of the goofs in the goof section is Hinkle <laughs> yeah. blows the the fire out with one breath. What? It's not That's a goof, the, man. It's That's a cartoon. Just, it's a cartoon. It's like, you know, also Snowman can't breathe. Like it's like. Yeah. You know the structural integrity of a snowman. What even if you could bring a snowman to life, he would fall apart screaming instantly. Like I can make, like... I'll make fun of it because it's silly, but I'm not gonna be like, ah, oh, that is not actually gonna happen. Also, when you open the door to a nursery so the winter wind can kiss a puddle, it's not gonna suck up the puddle and bring <laughs> it outside. Like there's like what of all the things to get hung up on in this cartoon. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So Hinkle wants that hat. Like Nicholas Cage wants that cake. They got What's that from? You say, oh, you haven't heard of the Nicholas Cage? I want that cake. <laughs> no. Oh, okay, I'll send you. A I link can later. already imagine, like that. I, I mean, it makes sense already from whatever. Yeah, I can. Yeah. So, uh, they escape. <laughs> they I tear- just picture Nicholas Cage busy, busy, busy. <laughs> like I'm just picturing him being in the live action adaptation of this. You know, like I want that cake. I want that hat. Karen and Frosty escape, because Bean Man in a snow, he's the fastest belly whopper in the world. Uh, yeah, I don't know if belly whopper is an actual thing, but I love that line reading. I mean, that's why you hired Jimmy, Jimmy Durante, is for lines like that. It's fucking fantastic. I love it. Eat it up you, with a spoon. <laughs> Frosty was even able to shoot Hinkle, the double bird, as they slid away. 
he flips on his back, and Karen's like, what are you doing, Frosty? And he's like, I, I, yeah, Karen, I gotta give this guy the figure before we get out of here. Don't worry about it, Karen, it's something adults do. So luckily, they find a greenhouse in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I, 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 there was a sign on that says Country Nurseries, which I guess is supposed to hand wave the fact that there's a poinsettia farm out in the middle of nowhere in the Arctic Tundra. Yeah, yeah. Frosty carries Karen inside and is like, Don't sweat it, girl. Only melt a little bit before I go outside. I could stand to use, lose some weight. But oh no, I... it's Hinkle. He closed the door. Everyone knows once you close the door, it is impossible to open again. I guess Karen is so fucked up that A, she needed Frosty to carry her in to begin with. Mm -hmm. Because why would... Or at the very least, what Frosty should do is open up the door and just throw her inside. <laughs> just Even if. Just there you go, her. you dumb little <laughs> asshole. Check. Just chuck her like a bunch of dirty laundry and be like, hey, whatever, I can't step foot in there. But yeah, I guess she's too weak to get up and just turn the fucking handle on. Because you think there's like a big bolt lock on that fucking poinsettia door? No. Mm -hmm. no. Yeah, but so she just, so she instead chooses to sit and watch Frosty melt to death mm -hmm. off screen, which that's a whole, well, we'll get to that. Oh, second, what's that but... sound? Oh, it's Santa and his four reindeer. <laughs> Hey, man, it's hard to draw reindeer. <laughs> it's easier when you can just make a bunch of, like, clay copies for stop motion, but, like, yeah. It's weird, too, because, like, they're not consistent with Santa across all these... Because, you know, of course, like, they, they, all they specialized in was, like, holiday specials. Most of them Christmas specials. Yeah, and sometimes they're really consistent with Santa. Like, later, Santa is consistently voiced for a while by... Well, Jiminy Willikers. Willikers Jiminy. What's the Ricky Mickey name? Rooney? Mickey Rooney. But not, but in this he's Paul Freeze and all kinds. But yeah, in this one he sounds like the fucking haunted mansion. Mm. But Santa so, shows up and he's yep. all like, and he finds Karen weeping over a puddle and she's so sad. <laughs> he says, "Is this it's, piss?" Yep. And now we get a <laughs> in memoriam of his Frosty's life. It's I do love <laughs> the snowman. We all weep for his death. And he's dead right now. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and then he just breaks down crying in the middle this, of the song. It was very emotional. This special is only 20 minutes long. They <laughs> spent five minutes mourning the rest of the other first 15 minutes of this cartoon. It's like, it's like, do you ever see the Clerks cartoon? No. How the second, the second, the joke of the second episode is that it's a flashback episode. Mm. It's a, cl it's a clip episode, but it's only the second episode. So they're just flashing back to everything that happened in the first episode. That's what this is. It's like, remember that time when Frosty came to life? An hour ago, <laughs> oh, yeah. like remember the time where like you had to go to the North Pole and you killed him? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's this. <laughs> We're doing it right now. So yeah, but I do love the modeling Jimmy Durante like down to. It's all so sad, slow. Yeah, <laughs> uh -huh. great. The Santa's anyway. like, hey, don't worry about it, baby. He's made out of Christmas snow. Check this shit out. And he opens the door, and a world whoosh washes, tucks the snow out, and now there's a new snowman outside. Pinkle runs up and is like, I want that hat! Give me that hat! Santa says, man, man, fuck you, dude, you jaundiced piece of shit. You touch that <laughs> hat again, no more gifts for you ever. He is yellow. It is. Uh-huh. <laughs> Should eat more broccoli as a kid, motherfucker. Yeah. He said, no more trick cars of magic balls. No more nothing. Santa tells him to go home and write, I'm sorry for what I did to Frosty a hundred zillion times. And then maybe he'll get a present in his stocking. So that guy runs home. You can see the town's only like half a mile away. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Like, like they really only traveled 
they're like in the suburbs of that. They didn't even get to the North Pole. Yeah, uh, yeah. So then they put a hat on Frosty. That's why the poinsettia farm is there because it's still. They're actually all this takes place. But we're like, if they were just walk past whatever trees in the background, they'd be in the parking lot of a 7-Eleven at the edge of town. Yeah, they didn't get that far. Yeah. Yep. They put the hat on Frosty, and he says, "Oh, so close to perfection." You almost did that? it. No, I'm talking about the oh, snow boys from Animal Crossing, you asshole. I was like having a Vietnam flashback for a minute. Like, where have I heard that before? Motherfuck. Are you reloading your saves every time you fuck that up? No, shut up. I was going to say, because no, you showed me. You? <laughs> you already have most of those recipes. And, like, you can't, like, you. there haven't even been enough days for you to be able to collect all those recipes. Oh, yeah, okay. No, shut up. I would never do that. <laughs> Congratulations. So Santa and uh, Frosty dump Karen off on a roof with no way down, and it ends. Good luck getting <laughs> down, Karen. You're SOL. Okay. I've got a sack here filled with an infinite number of gifts and items. Frosty, I could throw you a rope, but fuck y'all. He left you on the roof. <laughs> Great. It's... Now she'll freeze to death up there. Yeah, exactly. They're going to find her body in March. She's moldering right next to the chimney. She was too scared to come down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. So yeah, that's that's Phoebe. No. Yeah, yeah. Phoebe Cates is gonna have a scene about how she found her in the chimney. <laughs> There's this little girl stuck in my chimney. Mm -hmm. Oh god, yeah. Oh, uh, so yeah, that's Frosty. Ah, uh, yeah. I, it's I, inoffensive. I, it's fine. Yeah. Three-year-olds love it, so you know whatever. God, yeah. I'm trying to like. I wonder if anyone, well, I'm assuming anyone listening to this is probably at least, even if you're not a super hardcore Rankin and Bass fan, I'm assuming you're familiar with at least all the most of the major cartoons. I wonder if this is anyone's favorite. Never thought about which one is my particular favorite, but yeah, it, it's cute. And like I said, actually, I don't know how much I would, if it weren't for the art style and Jimmy Durante, I don't know. I like Jackie Vernon. The voice of Frosty's good too, but um, what else? What else? So what else? What what did you watch next? I've put on Rudolph. Oh no, we get to save the best for last. Oh, the um, best. So <laughs> any all the people who don't know what the hell "Twas the Night Before Christmas" was, can stop listening. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, this is the big Mama Jumma. Even though it was like their first Christmas special, it's still definitely their most well known. Yeah. Yeah. Narrated by Frosty's pompous uncle with the vest and a bowler. Do you do you know anything about Pearl Ives or care anything about Burl Ives? Oh, what did he do? He did something, a voiceover or something we did, and he sounded drunk as F on it. I don't remember what oh, it was. Really? Though. Yeah. Okay. Cause like I have some of his albums and stuff like that. Like my my parents would sometimes list, just listen to his music, but it's funny because I really only think about him as Sam the Snowman. Um. God, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else we could have talked about that had Burl Ives. Because I'm sure I jerked off all about Rudolph if we had mentioned him before, but... Oh, man, I'm trying to remember what it was. He has that song in True Romance. No, it was somewhere that he actually narrated. Hold on, I'm looking oh, it up. okay. So, he uh, we'll And he wasn't, her. like, a sexy snowman wiggling in the snow with that big, fat, white ass I want to stick my Named dick into. Named Sam. Sam. I like his Sam. little vest! He's got a little pocket watch. Mm -hmm. Got a little mustache. I do like the way they do the snow in this with it when he walks along. What's all oh, he was the narrator stuff? in the Ewok adventure. That's why you can't remember it. Oh, he you was? You blocked it out, yeah. <laughs> did we just, I wonder, did we do that for last Christmas or what? But yeah, that wasn't that long ago, too. I think we did it in That's April. That's not like an early episode. Because I think it was because you picked... Uh, uh, um, 
Neil Breen saw is like, fuck you, I'm gonna make you watch Ewoks. <laughs> oh, we did that vengeance trade. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we had to strike back at each other. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. So, if he lives to be a hundred, he'll never forget that snowstorm. It almost cancelled Christmas. Santa lives right over there in that big castle. Mrs. Claus is fattening his ass up. She's a feeder. She is just ramming Doritos down his throat. Did I mention that really shitty year? Rudolph really pulled our asses out of the fire on that one. You know who Rudolph is? Well, strap it, because here we go! I saw... There's like an IMDb goof or something about how, like... It's confusing because the special starts with, like, snow stuff. It's all like, snow, snowstorm, coming this way, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, they're like, it never enters into the plot. Which, to be fair, I can see what they're talking about because the, the snowstorm at the beginning, like, it's not it's not like they're talking about a snow snowstorm that's happening while Sam is narrating the show, but you could just assume they're talking, like, that's just, like, essentially flashback footage to the storm that, like, is central to the plot of the movie. Again, mm -hmm. it's just, like, cartoon pedantics just make me want to punch him on the internet, but yeah. But, yeah, so Santa's, yeah, he's getting ready for, uh, Christmas. It was springtime, and Donna just had a baby, but oh shit! His baby's nose blinked like a light, it was red. Santa comes in and is like, ew, gross! God, it is, I mean, I do appreciate the culture has advanced to the point that even non-PC people will watch this and go, what the fuck is wrong with everyone in this scene? <laughs> Donna's like, oh, oh, don't worry, Santa Claus, I'm, I'm sure I'll grow it. Oh, I didn't realize, it never occurred to me, are they kind of trying to do a fucking, ah, uh, schmettish, eh? Oh, I don't know. With the da dad's voice, who's, well, not Edgar Bergen, who's the guy from, um... Ah, it's the same guy that uh, Chief Wiggum is supposed to be based off of. Mm, Him, yeah. that Maybe. dude. Oh, fuck, yeah, but anyway. Not that it matters. Not that it Santa matters. comes in, he's a fucking dickhead. He's like, I own your baby. Your baby had better be perfect. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit, he got a light bulb face. Mm hmm. What it's... fucking night? What David Cronenberg nightmare is this? Yeah, and it's, what the fuck, man? Come on, what would people think if they saw this red nose, even though. Nobody is supposed to see the reindeer when they're flying through the sky. But if they oh, did, yeah. and that reindeer had a red nose, oh, oh, the Santa's, scandal. Santa's horrified by how confused people would be when they see a fat man being mm -hmm. pulled by flying reindeer mm -hmm. through the skies on Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. If one of those reindeer just happened to have a slightly different face. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the one thing he's worried about. Yeah. yeah. And also, I do appreciate this cartoon. Even though he's used the same fucking eight reindeer for the millennia or whatever. I get. I know, yeah. It kind of makes sense. Well, he's just gone through, like, this is just, like, the 14th Donner he's had. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, they keep yeah. eating each other. <laughs> I have, <laughs> the night after Christmas, I have Reindeer Thunderdome, <laughs> Thunderdome where I get rid of the weakest reindeer. Donner, yeah, every time you throw culling. a party... This it ends in cannibalism. Our, this is how we get our reindeer jerky every year. It's the weakest reindeer on the team and a uh, fucking as reindeer jerky. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, so Santa sings a song about you have to pull my sleigh because I own you because you're property. Jingle, yeah. jangle, yep. jingle. And Donner's like, man, let's just rub some mud on his nose and hide it because everybody here sucks. I do like, it's not that he's got a shiny nose, but he has specifically a light bulb nose that screams when it turns on. Like, Nothing really else at the North Pole is magical like that. 
That's what I was saying, they're really picking and choosing what stuff they're gonna make the, 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 the they're gonna assume is just weird, too weird for everything else that's going on. They live in a world where Christmas trees just grow out of the ground, being narrated by a talking snowman. This mm -hmm. is the least weird thing that's going on, on up at Christmas Town. Yeah. But that's the big thing. So that's the joke they make about this cartoon is everyone just being a fucking like like even more than the story needs it to be. Everyone being an irrational asshole to fucking Sam the Snowman up. says for the first year they did a good job of hiding his nonconformity. That's a real dark way to put it. God damn. <laughs> that is some kind of night Nazi verbiage. But to be fair, for 1964, it is kind of amazing that they like call him fucking retarded or something like that. Like it could be. Yeah. Actually, no, I think about it, there's not too much for, for a bunch of special Every time I see somebody in a wheelchair, ago, I say, look at that nonconformist. <laughs> at least that's not something. At least this doesn't sound. Yeah. I know what you're talking about, but it could be worse. Oh, of yeah. course it could be worse. This was the era when everything was worse. <laughs> talking about 2020? Uh, no. Well, Or 1964, no. <laughs> the year of the yeah. storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Rudolph. Uh, learned stuff growing up, and he learned to hide it from from the abominable, abominable snowman. Cause yeah, he grows from like a that guy was a real like a... dingus, and he hated Christmas. I can't remember how they introduced the snowman. But he's like walking by, and someone's like, "Oh, the snowman!" Yeah, you yeah, just see his it. legs, and they're like, yeah. "He was mean and nasty, and he hated Christmas." Time passed. Everybody's getting ready for Christmas. Elves are making shitty wood toys. Yeah. Oh, this is when they introduce what Herbie. Kirby. 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 I think it's Kirby. Is it Kirby or is it Kirby? Eh, fuck it, Elf Dude. Fuck it, Link. Dentist. 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 Yeah. Dentist. Closeted gay dentist. I, man, you know if they made a live action version of this, it would be Jack McBrayer from 30 Rock would be playing this guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's totally like, yeah. I like him, though. He he likes what he like. He knows what he wants to be. It's weird because they threaten that if he doesn't keep working, they're going to get him fired, but he doesn't want to be an elf, so why doesn't he just say, fine, fuck it, I don't care. Fire and they're like, elves. and then they're like, hey, it's break time, not you, you keep working, you piece of shit. They're like, fuck you, like, he's just, just, like, also you think the North Pole would need a dentist, a surgeon, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. a mortician, uh, you think there'd be a Well, it's break time, food? trying to go eat our five pounds of candy, <laughs> I wish there was a dentist around here. Yeah. And then they have to go. They've they've got uh, Will Ferrell locked up in the basement as a baby. Mm -hmm. I guess that's happening in this, like in the background of all the scenes. But yeah. Yeah. So the North Pole sucks ass. Is what I'm learning from Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. Rudolph doesn't want to wear his fake nose. It makes him talk funny, and is it's awful. And yeah, for all the first third of the special. Donner says, Ah, some things are more important than comfort, like self-respect. Can a Santa can't object to you now, man? Fuck you, Donner. You. Piece oh, of garbage. Fucking. I I do wonder how much the creators of the special, how much they they, how how like how much they were like letting, how much they thought Donner, like I don't know how self-aware they were being with how awful of a parent Donner's being. I don't know if they were playing that straight or if they were intentionally like. May, like I don't know, it's it's fucking weird. Who knows? But you're talking about people. They who just recorded kinda... their dialogue at home and transferred it into the movie. What's that? <laughs> the, the 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 writers. They were just like, well, this is how I talk to my kids. And I... <laughs> I see exactly. Yeah, this is our home tape. So I just, I'm just cruel and abusive to my children. If mm -hmm. that's fine with me, they, yeah, they, they, that they, yeah, that that could work for this TV special. But so yeah, so it's uh, reindeer games training for reindeer. 
Mm-hmm. They're uh, playing and checking out the ladies. The coach comes in. You can tell he's the coach because he's wearing a whistle and a baseball cap. How does he that lift that whistle to his mouth? I just the new Buddha, but he's the force. Oh, okay. Um, Some lady. I do like mm. it is cute how they work in the rain because they're trying to work in as many elements from the song as possible. So I do like the idea that like reindeer school is the reindeer games. They gotta run, jump into the wind. It's takeoff practice. And some, I guess some lady no... named Clarice asks Ruel, "Why you talk so funny? What's wrong with your big fake nose?" It is uh, for the first third of the special. Rudolph's talking like this. He's talking like he's got like a stuffed up nose because his dad, I guess every morning, shoves a bunch of clay under his nose mm -hmm. to keep his nose from shining. And I guess the women aren't allowed to try to be part of Santa's sleigh team, so it's just the girls watching the boys trying to like make out for the fucking flying practice or whatever. But yeah, she meets, yeah. Trying so. to be one of the eight reindeers that it, they'll never be because it's the same freaking ones every year. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, do they have to, like, if, if Rudolph makes the team, and, and without becoming, like, Rudolph, like, would he just be, like, maybe Vixen number 27? If Blitzen gets too blitzed one night, does somebody else have to step up? <laughs> yeah, I do like the idea that, like, it's almost like Doctor Who. You just recast the same eight reindeer, they just take on the new name of, like, yeah, the, the, the old name of whoever they're replacing. Like, yeah, I, like, I would like to be the next Donner, but maybe I'll just be the next Blitzen. Yeah. So Rudolph asks Clarice if he could walk her home after Clarice, this. that's what it is. And yeah. she's like, hey, sure, you're cute. And then it's his turn, and he's super, super juiced up now. So he's jumping around, being a cool guy. But uh oh his fake nose pops out, and everyone loses their shit. They mock him relentlessly. <laughs> they also then do this that fat thing. sack of shit, Santa looks at Donna and says, Donna, you ought to be ashamed <laughs> of yourself. <laughs> Hey, Santa, you just bag of dicks, you old fuck. Santa teleports into the scene as if he's summoned by shame. Out of nowhere, just to be like, hey, I'm going to make everyone in this situation feel even worse about themselves. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. The, 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 the one little technical thing I want to know, whenever Rudolph's nose pops off, people get surprised by it. Their eyes get dilated mm -hmm. in this really funny way that always cracks me up. And they're going, ah. But yeah, but yeah, Santa's being a fucking total cockass about mm -hmm. this. Holy shit! And then the coach, yeah. the other adult there, says, "Yeah, from now on, we won't let Rudolph in our reindeer <laughs> games." I, I love picking the... on children. It makes me feel like a big man. <laughs> I guess all the 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 the, the, the I guess all the adult reindeer sound like Schmitty. But yeah. yeah, I do love like he, we're not gonna let him play our reindeer games. Da 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 da. So. Man. Rudolph runs away. Clarice follows him and is like, I think your red nose is hot. Let me sing an incredibly forgettable song at you about how there's yeah. always tomorrow. Yeah, there's always that's... tomorrow. Sure, your deformity, it's, oh, it's non-conformity, totally whatever you want to call it, will stick with you. It's the cheer up Charlie of, of the special where it's like, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't even like calling thing... it a deformity because it's just a red nose. It's, yeah, it's not even, like, misshapen. It just no. does something cool that no one else is... You think it's an advantage? How is he not the coolest guy? He's, yeah. he's a cyborg. He's got a flash bulb <laughs> on his face. Holy shit. Imagine if your kid was born with a lightsaber for an arm. That is fucking great. Put him sure. on the fencing team. Sure, your Holy nose shit. will still be red in the future, but you'll still be in this hell known as the North Pole. But we can still bang. <laughs> but then her dad shows up and he's like, you keep away from him. He has a red nose. I mean, I guess maybe this would be a little 
Like, maybe if his nose... Imagine if his nose was just red. Not, like, shining or anything like that, but, like... Ah, oh, God, yeah. Fucking... Mm -hmm. I do love its cannon. It doesn't, like... I know they play with the idea it's so shiny that you would think it glows. It literally glows like a light bulb and makes that screaming sound. Yeah, the screaming sound is a more... <laughs> would That's what I was about to say. Oh, oh man. Because, <laughs> like, imagine, imagine if someone said... Like, you know, you meet someone and they're very cool and they're very nice, but they're always wearing a glove. And you're like, what's up with your hand? And they're like, uh, I don't want to talk about it. I'm a little ashamed. But and you're like, no, I know. You can show it to me. It's okay. And you're like, okay, what's the worst thing that's going to be happening with this? And they're like, okay, it's my hand is slightly discolored. It's a red hand. And you're like, oh, that's a weird genetic defect, but can I see it? And they pull off the glove, and not only is it red, but it's glowing and screaming. The screaming is going to be the part that's going to make you go, holy shit, what the hell's happening? Yeah. Like, that's not even a hand anymore. Like, okay, I can see why you're a little freaked out, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. But so, yeah, Rudolph goes trudging in the forest, all shamed. He sits down, and Kirby's there, too, and now they're friends. Because they're yeah, they a couple just, of misfits. Well, I, they don't I, conform. It's crazy. <laughs> It is actually in this McCarthy, like just not too long after McCarthyism. That's actually kind of a. But yeah, I do like fucking Rudolph goes to sit down in a snowbank, and I guess Herbie has been so de dejected by his station in life as an elf, he's just buried himself in snow. So Rudolph almost sits on his face. I was like, oh, is this your snowbank? And yeah, and they just instantly become friends. There's not even a meet cute. They're just like, hey, let's be misfits together. Let's be uh, independent. Like, let's be independent together. And so they just sing a big song about how we're, we're a couple of misfits. Dun, 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 I think it looks like we're both yeah. wrong. It's her me. It's her me? Yeah, that's what it's listed as on IMDb. I'll I don't know why. I'm glad I, oh, that we're... I heard Kirby because I was listening to it at one and a half times speed. <laughs> <laughs> so according to you, all the songs in this are... Yeah. It sounds like a, like a fucking... Okay, yeah. Wow. Wow, all these voices would be extra fucked up because everyone in this special is like, yeah. So sped up, so, don't even be more just like, oh my god. They walk off into the void and into yeah. a storm where there's the abominable snowman and an ad break. Yeah. Oh no. It totally is like, what's well, funny too because like they hear a roar and it's totally like, dun dun dun. It's only cuts the next morning and they're just still walking. Yeah. Like, turns out nothing happened. Yeah. yeah. They run into Yukon Cornelius. He's a prospector. Silver and gold, silver and gold. And licking this pickaxe. I love it. Oh, shit. I'll lick it. <laughs> There's some weird thing about it. I guess originally, like, he's also looking for a peppermint mine, mm -hmm. which becomes a little bit of a thing at the end of this. So, technically, even though he's talking about silver and gold, and fucking. And that also is just an excuse for, uh, uh, fucking Burl Ives. A snowman to suddenly randomly sing a song about silver and gold Christmas decorations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, Corn Cornelius keeps on throwing his pickaxe in the air, throwing it into the ground, he pops it up and licks it. And I guess the licking is supposed to be more about this peppermint mine that he's also looking for that got cut out of... I think they cut it out because they wanted to make more room for, like, an extra thing they added on to the ending for later cuts of this. Mm. We'll talk about that later, but... It yeah. keeps licking um, it because it's some for the ladies, you know what I'm saying? It is weird because he goes like, la, 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 la. <laughs> the animation of his tongue is slightly alarming. And yeah. It says nothing. So, let's see. Where <laughs> it's like it? the idea of super tough Yukon. Nothing. He's like a Zack Snyder character suddenly inserted into this. And he also like likes, like... and he's also looking for white powder. Know what I mean? Oh, no. This. This whole mountain is made of pure white snow. Yeah. Oh, God. Is that a, what's he saying? The better off dead? Anyway, sorry. Sam sings a song about silver and gold, silver and gold. 
Yeah, sure. it's if if this is the Shapoopy where like this is like you know, it says like, a lot I, about how boring and nothing the songs are in this that I haven't heard them to death like every other Christmas song in existence. Really? Yeah, because I mean this is part of me growing up. I've mentioned this before, but like growing going, I went to so many goddamn flea markets and shit filled with old people as a kid. Like I always heard these songs like just playing on a record in the background of like at Christmas flea markets and stuff mm. that. Yeah. Although, I mean, yeah, I guess if you're not much for Christmas and stuff like that, and you're not exposing yourself to that much. Well, Christmas yeah, if it's yeah, on the, the on the the, uh, I'm talking not necessarily on the album for this. I'm just talking like radio, but just generally, or just people talking on the overhead about, yeah. at every single store the month of December. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, it's funny because like like I've seen people do like parodies of the visuals of this uh, this episode, but not so much like people like recycling the music from this. Yeah. Uh, people know, you know, we're the Red Nose Reindeer song, but. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Okay. So they start to leave. Oh no, it's the snow monster! <laughs> Did you notice mm. that one of the so? It's kind of a joke that like uh, I didn't occur to me until watching this now in HD. One of the dogs on Yukon's sled is like a little doxy, a little dachshund. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw, saw that because you own a dachshund. I didn't notice. No. Yeah, anyway, but yeah. So and also run... one of the funny jokes is like when uh, Yukon goes to pull the sleigh, he can't get the dogs to pull it, so he's actually pulling the sleigh with yeah. the dogs on top of it, yeah. which I thought was kind of cute too. Anyway, show yeah, they run to a dead end, but they use that old brain pan and hack a hole in the ice, causing it to float away because Yukon oh, Cornelius a... knows that monster's yeah. one weakness: it's water made out of salt. Ah! He sinks what? in the water, stays dry. Oh, wait, well, okay. And then he looks, and then as they're floating away on their ice float, the Yukon Cornelius looks the shit out of his pickaxe again and says, Nothing. <laughs> All right. Oh, and they go into the fog, and that's they'll, like another commercial break. Well, yeah, and they tra they'll travel together now. After the commercial break, Donner felt pretty bad about emotionally abusing his son all those years since his birth. So I guess he'll go looking for him. <laughs> and Mom's like, I want to come too. And he says, No! This is man's work. That's a little, You really redeemed yourself yeah. there, didn't you, Donner? And there's a little thing later, too, about we gotta go get the women back into town. It's like, none of you guys have hands. And then <laughs> Clarice rolls like, up and the mom looks at animals. her. You're all animals. Yeah. You're all inherently helpless. Why are you suddenly <laughs> getting worked up about the female animals need mm -hmm. to be protected? But yeah. Clarice rolls up, looks at the mom, and they say, Fuck that guy! And they're gonna go look, too. Man's work. <laughs> Jeez, fuck. They leave, like, literally ten seconds after Donner does. All Donner has to turn around and be like, why are you guys following me? Like, but yeah, so the big important is everyone's left Christmas Town. Mm. Yeah. Everyone, yes. Well, everyone we care about, because fuck yeah. Santa. Yeah, yeah. So the group were in a fog, but don't worry, the fog's gone now, because they crash into the island of Misfits <laughs> Toys. Here's the Jack of the Box, but his name is Charlie. That's why he's oh. a misfit, because who wants Charlie a Charlie in the box? In the box? I do appreciate that so many of these problems for these toys could be so easily fixed. Mm -hmm. just, I mean, just call him Jack. He doesn't have to be Charlie. But I do love, I also love the voice. I do love the Charlie in the box. The voice Ooh. is so fucking great. Even though people have pointed out that, like, it is kind of mystifying that half these toys are obviously just toy props that the, 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 the animation studio built. Mm -hmm. And there's no obviously thing wrong with them. Like maybe they probably like, just named the wrong thing, apparently. Or something, yeah, that's what you could assume. Like, there's a Dolly, who, she's, like, actually one of the lead toys, and I don't think they ever explicitly articulate what's wrong with her. Like, there's a jelly that shoots gun. There's a jelly that shoots guns. Oh, man, uh, they're gonna throw the windows at the house. <laughs> or windows at the house. Uh, there's too. what else? There's a, there's a fucking uh, cowboy rides in ostrich. There's a elephant with spots. <gasps> what? 
Welcome to just toys. Like, yeah. what is that? <laughs> there's an airplane that just is an airplane. There, and all you got a train with the squirt yeah. gun that shoots jelly. Just aim it at the doorknob. Get that knot ball juiced up. <laughs> what do you think? That's the thing. Just squirt it into your mouth and then just clean it out and fill it with water. It's not a problem. You got a train with square wheels and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. How boring were the 1960s that an elephant with spots was like, no, thank you. <laughs> is there, should there be a copy of Cyberpunk 2077? <laughs> there too. Mm hmm. Well, I'm Cyberpunk 77. Nobody, I'm nobody 76. wants me. Nobody wants us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So they got to go see the king of the misfits toys to see if they can stay on the island because they're misfits too. We and the king of the island of misfits toys is a flying lion named Moon Racer. Mm -hmm. Which I don't know what the hell that's all about. Is he a so toy to, as well, or is he just that's, a manticore? I have no. It is the weirdest thing. But yeah, and I guess so. Moon Racer, he says like every night I go flying out and I look for misfit toys and bring them back to this island in the hopes that someday Santa will visit and and give the all these toys a proper home. Mm -hmm. And but then he's like, also you can't stay here because you're not toys. But I'll let you stay overnight. But then the well, morning you guys have to figure yeah. out. Wh he's where like, you're going. you cannot stay here. You are not toys. But hey, can you do me a favor? Since we're not letting you stay here, it's the least you can do. <laughs> when you get back, tell Santa about us. I'm sure he'll find girls and boys who love misfit toys. I yeah. Mean, okay. Sure. The Santa in this. Yeah, I'm sure he'll get right on that. He's going to uh, see these misfit toys and start vomiting uncontrollably and say, Oh, non-conforming toys. <laughs> Moonracer, actually, that's a good point. Like, oh, but these fucking freaks. Uh-huh. Uh, Jesus Christ. The spotted elephant. <laughs> he rips it in half, just vomits all over it. <laughs> Moonracer does take the guys aside and they're like, I mean... Really, the only real problem here is here. I'm the only other person here made of meat, and there's only one toilet, and I'm not sharing. So you guys <laughs> have to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So. so, they say they'll do that, and they stay the night. And... They stay the night, and by stay the night, we suddenly see them in this cabin that is the size of a refrigerator box. Like they're crammed into this tiny little hovel, mm -hmm. which I guess is like like supposed to be made to the size of the scale of toys. So they can barely fit in. But yeah, they're all talking about how... What is it? What's Rudolph's problem? Oh, he's afraid that, like... Even though they've left this abominable snowman far behind, he's still afraid that, like, the snowman's going to be attracted to them by his nose. Yeah. And he doesn't want to travel with them. And they're like... Cornelius and Hermie are like, No, we're going to go out tomorrow. We're all going to, like, leave together. It's settled. We don't know where we're going, but we're going to travel together. That's it. And they go to sleep, and then Rudolph wakes up, and he goes to another commercial break. Yeah. He gets on an ice float and floats away, too, into the void. And the time passes as he went home, getting older. And as soon as he did, they started... He rolls up. He's been missing for months. And he rolls up, and they're like, Ha hey, ha, loser! Mate, start making also, fun of him again right away. Don't miss a beat. <laughs> he's also turned into a far less attractive adult version of himself. Mm -hmm. Which, uh, Rudolph does come back in future Rankin-Bass specials, and they de-age him. Mm. So he's turned back into a little kid version of himself. This is the only time in any of the Rankin-Bass spe specials you get to see, like, an adult Rudolph. Yeah. So, Rudolph goes home, but no one's there. Santa rolls up behind him and is like, They've been gone for months now, looking for you. And without them... I can't get my sleigh off the ground. I don't really care they're missing, but think of the problem it's causing for me. 
For me, though. To be fair, if you want to be a horrible person, they're living on his property, eating his food, rent-free. So he does get to be the person who's, who, who makes the judgment calls about this kind of thing. And he... Although you could also say, he owns these people. So he's a motherfucker, <laughs> so he should be shot. But, like, yeah, but... But yeah, he's uh, Santa is also, very he's specifically. Got, what, what's, what's in the it point for of me? What's games? in it for me? They're training yeah. the other reindeers to take the place of one who's missing, so they got other ones that can fly, yeah. right? Unless he has exactly eight reindeer at any given time. Exactly. Whatever. But it's just Santa just still being a fucking oh, being a cockass about yeah. this shit. Rudolph oh says, it, "Don't worry about it. I'll find them." But as soon as he did find them, the storm of all storms rolled in and fucked everything up. We found yeah. him inside a monster's cave. <laughs> there, I gotta point this out. This happens every once in a while in Rankin Bass stop motion special, where it's easy for them to do just the live action shot rather than mm -hmm. doing a, like a stop motion animated thing. Uh, as part of the storm, they have like a little house that someone obviously just takes a shovel full of like talcum powder and just throws onto the house. Yeah. It's not animated, just like live action. Always cracks me up in it. Mm. But yeah, there's a big storm happens and and Rudolph just happens. Everyone just happens to convene. On the Bumble's cave at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Rudolph Magically. bravely rolls in there and gets his shit kicked in. Whoops. Oh, yeah. Fucking Bumble just grabs a rock and bashes his brains in. <laughs> yeah. Elsewhere, Yukon, Cornelius, and Hermie are going around. Hermie. <laughs> they find the monster's cave and make some plans. So Hermie pretends to be a pig. <laughs> living his dreams. Favorite. I love... This is... This is a weird thing to say, but for some reason, this is this is the thing that strikes me as him being the gay the most is the, his non-committal to this bit of but pretending to be a pig. Mm. He's just like oink, 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 and even Yukon's <laughs> just like, "What are you doing? Do better." And yeah, there's something about like he says something like, "I've never known a Bumble who would turn down a pork dinner in favor of reindeer meat." Mm. And so I just love Hermie just being like oink, oink, oink. That's oink, why oink, pigs oink. are he, extinct at the North Pole. <laughs> I guess so, but it is enough to lure the humble humble bundle out. <laughs> and fucking Yukon just drops a fucking again again with rocks people's brains being bashed in with rocks in the special. Mm. They fucking knock out the humble bundle. Yep. And then Yukon Cornelius yeah. goes inside to save everybody, but the, the the monster follows him in. But now it's missing all its teeth. Kirby pulled them out. How horrifying! <laughs> they did the thing where the bumble the, the humble bundle comes in and he's all like ah, and then they do the reveal because it's scary for a moment. Twenty games for a dollar. <laughs> show you Hermes just like sitting there with like a pile of pulled teeth and, I, and the funny thing is I'm sure it's scaled like those are probably real human teeth they used as props Ugh. which even makes it more just like oh my <laughs> god uh. yeah so yeah Yukon fights him back they go towards a cliff and then needlessly he, jumps on him. he just suddenly decides here's this defenseless creature I'm gonna attack it mm -hmm. yeah and they plunge off the cliff it. to their death Sam the Snowman oh, says, well, they were all very sad their friend was gone. But then they realized the best thing for them to do was to get the women back to Christmas Town. The women! The women must get back to Christmas Town! Thank you, 1964. Like I said, if that's the worst thing that happens in the special in terms of political correctness, I'll take it. But... So they get back and tell oh. their story and everybody starts to realize, hey, maybe they were a little hard on the misfits. Maybe misfits have a place too. Wow, you guys have been around for centuries and... You're just now realizing being a dick to people that are different than you isn't cool? 
You're a bunch of people who live in a magic town filled with elves. Yeah, you think you'd... This is... It takes some of your friends almost being murdered to finally go, Oh, okay, maybe we shouldn't just drive all you guys to exile. Even, oh my god, Even yeah, Santa funny. realized he was being a piece of shit. Even Santa, and I guarantee you, would there, there have been other uh, reindeer that have been born looking different because you know these fuckers are inbreeding as hell. <laughs> I love the idea. That, like, I'm just picturing the background of one of the shots they should have included in this special is the corpse pile of defective reindeer <laughs> that, like, builds up every year as all these reindeer are reproducing. They have fucked up kids because it's all, yeah, it's all inbreeding. Like, how many fresh reindeer do you get, do you think, get introduced into this gene pool every year? Not many. So, yeah, this is, it's actually kind of, like, the, the, it's, the, Rudolph was probably the first child that Donner and his wife have had that didn't have, like, three heads. They should get off lucky in the fact that he's only got a <laughs> yeah. glowing nose, but yeah. So, Kurt, Hurt, anyway. Wait, what's his name? Hermes can be, Hermes? What's his name? Her Hermes. I think it's Hermes. Hermes. Hermes yeah. can be a dentist <laughs> now. Hurrah, hooray. Yeah, randomly the fucking task driver, they all was like, ah, you could get an office next week, and I do like Hermes, like, inspects his teeth, and is like, I'll, we, I'll set you up on an appointment next Tuesday. You've been so mean to me, I'm gonna pull all those out without any well, kind that's of pain the at all. There's, that's a horror movie coming up where he gets to start pulling teeth and inflicting pain on everyone who fucked with him, so yeah, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, he turns so, into fucking Jigsaw. There's a knock on the door, and it's Union, Yukon, Cornelius, and the monster, who's reformed now. He wants a job. Look what he can do. It puts a star on top of the Christmas tree, and everybody's <laughs> like, wow, he's a ladder. He Amazing. His, I guess he did his job for, like, this is going to be his job every year from now. It only takes literally 30 seconds. And Rudolph, well, and Rudolph says, line... but we saw you die. <laughs> Why aren't you dead? And this, for some reason, this is the line of the whole special that always uh, stuck with me more than anything else. Is when Yukon Cornelius says, Didn't I ever tell you about bundles? Bumbles bounce! Yeah, and sure, that's... whatever. Okay. So now it's Xmas Eve. Santa's like, oh, the fucking elf song sucks. I can't even enjoy my food. And then oh, and get... but he has finally gotten fat, though. It is great they actually do build him a fat body. Mm. Which and... I thought was nice. And then he gets a weather report and is like, oh, fuck, it's snowing outside. Well, we gotta cancel Christmas. He goes to tell everybody it's canceled. And then, I, oh, jeez, fuck, Rudolph, turn that nose down. Oh, wait a second. Whoa, yeah, jacket. That wonderful nose we've made fun of for years is the answer. Rudolph, with your nose so bright. Won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Rudolph just says, if I had fingers, I'd flip you off. Boy, I got how much, hopes. How much you gonna pay me, motherfucker? What you gotta offer me? Oh, God, yeah. There's The, the next 20 minutes of the special and should be just haggling. Disembowels yeah. him with his antlers. <laughs> Turns into the end of the witch. Just, all, all of just sudden. cookies spill out everywhere. <laughs> Milk for blood and cookies for meat. Uh -huh. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh god, but yeah, no, Rudolph. He's he's too he's, he's too kind for his own good. And goes, oh yeah, I'll be your slave. Yep, and Donner says, slave, I, I look forward to you whipping the shit out of me in the sky, Santa. God. And then Donner yeah. says, oh, I knew he that nose be helpful someday. I always knew. And his wife tells him to eat her ass. That may be the worst thing. She that wants a divorce. To this. 
is Donner. And again, I mean, I know it's a joke, but man, this special really does show that, like, you're worthless to somebody unless they can make a profit off of you. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. This is, yeah. So, Especially Donner. Fuck Donner in particular, because he should know better. They sing Holly yeah. Jolly Christmas, load up the sleigh. Santa's now full-figured and laughing. His ho-ho-ho. <laughs> he gets figures. on there. and He's they, got magnificent Kate Upton tits. Mm-hmm. They they head off into the to the island of misfits toys and beyond. It's it doesn't seem like it's that stormy outside. It's kind of snowing no, a little bit. Oh yeah, it's it's hard to animate fog mm. and snow and ice and stuff. Yeah. Yukon Cornelius um, licks his axe one last time and yells about <laughs> peppermint and then the misfits licks his ass. He licks his ass and he says peppermint. Mm. He's, he's put on some of the reindeer gimp gear, uh-huh. and he licks his own ass. He says, ah, peppermint mine. That's what he calls <laughs> his butthole from now on, my peppermint mine. <laughs> it's gross. So, <laughs> the misfit toys are all crying about another year of being I forgotten. I that as a t-shirt. Just Yukon Cordelia's naked in reindeer gimp gear to say, my peppermint mine. <laughs> on all fours. Gross. <laughs> Santa's like standing behind him in a sleigh, just going, "No, stop it!" Okay, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's fine. The Misfits toys are crying because they've been forgotten again. But what's yeah. that sound? It's Santa, and he's coming to tell us how much we suck. <laughs> he just shows up just to parade them and leave. He just lands on the ground <laughs> just... and yells, "Psych!" and flies back into the sky. <laughs> I just. I just want to check and make sure you're all still <laughs> fucked up, and yep, I'll yeah. see you next year. They all yeah, just, they jump in his oh bag, and they God. fly off where everything is nice and clear and not snowing at all anymore. Yeah, I guess they're flying over the Santa would have looked like a real asshole canceling Christmas now. <laughs> so well, they're ev- flying all over the weather system. Everybody flies into the sky, and Sam says, as for the rest of the story... And then the credits roll as the elves slowly yeah. and methodically throw the misfit toys from the sh- from the sled. That's a dark way to end it. Well, they give all the toys an umbrella, so they slowly parachute for, to their death. Except for we didn't. I meant to point this out earlier. There is a bird toy mm. who his malfunction is that he can't fly. He can only swim. The fucking elf <laughs> grabs that f- that flying bird that f- bird toy who can't fly. Mm-hmm. Thinks about it for a moment and just drops him out of the back of Santa's sleigh <laughs> well, without matter. an umbrella. It doesn't matter because they're getting dropped in the ocean anyway. Because Santa <laughs> takes toys point. down chimneys and puts them in, under trees. He doesn't it's drop so them from his sleigh like bombs. <laughs> It's like the fucking so while, fireball. So while Rudolph's yeah. not looking, they're dr- oh. throwing, getting rid of all these misfit toys. Santa's like, I'm not giving anybody their shit. Turns out this is the first version of Santa who meant well, but really didn't know what he was doing. And so, kind of like the firebombing of Japan during World War One or World War Two, he just randomly just drops toys over whatever, wherever he's at. He's not even, like, there's no chimneys, no no filling the stockings over the fireplace. It's just, it's just random just yeah. dispersal of toys all over the earth. <laughs> and he goes home. Yeah, he never even flies below the clouds to see where he's dropping or, the toys from. Or he's it's over, just, like, a, an impoverished uh, area of the world and is like, you guys don't <laughs> even get me coming down your chimney. Just have some no, toys broken on the street. I, they're gonna land in the gutters on on rooftops and shit, and you guys can dig them out. Maybe yeah. one of them will land on Karen's head and knock her out and put her out of her misery. But that's yeah, Rudolph. That's, you can that's Rudolph. you talk about that. I'm gonna make a tinkle in the toilet. I'm gonna make a melted okay. frosty in the toilet. <laughs> oh no! Okay. All right, I'll be right back. Oh god, now I'm thinking about frosty being made out of like sludgy snow. 
You know, because you always get that snow after it's been snowing for a while and it gets all dirty and black and... Yeah, I guess that's the magical thing about Frosty being made out of... Oh my god, I'm burping too much. I can't, I should stop drinking soda while we're podcasting. But yeah, I guess that's the magical thing about Christmas snow. If it coincides with being the first snow of the year, the snow has not become dirty and nasty. Because, yeah, living on the East Coast and putting up with snow that's been sitting around for months on end, and especially by, like, the side of the road and all the emissions from the cars just turns it black and brown and just like, ugh. It's no longer snow, it's just funk. Cold, melting funk. And, like, it does that thing where, like, the base of it kind of freezes, but, like, the snow under it melts, so you get, like, weird kind of ice snow shelving on parts of the street and stuff, and... Yeah, that's one thing I do not miss about living in Portland, Oregon. Not so much now that we're still living in coronavirus lockdown, but I do not miss the icy sidewalks and shit. Ice right, sucks. We've had ice a couple sucks. ice like storms snow. in Oregon, and they are awful. That's yeah. I knew, I, I knew a yeah. I, I knew a girl who lived in Minnesota, like, and would get tons of snow, and she was like, "Oh, we don't. Yeah, snow fine." Ice, we don't f with snot ice. That's about what I was about to say. Cause like living in Pittsburgh, we get lots of ice and you know, or lots of snow. But like, we didn't get like the ice storms I've seen in Portland have been fucking ridiculous, where everything just gets coated in like two inches thick of ice. Yeah. And you just can't and pe- do people think it's like snow, but it's not like snow. No, 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 no. Yeah, at least no, snow no, you can no, go no. out and scoop, but like yeah. even like yes, yeah, ice so thick that even throwing salt on it, it doesn't do anything to it. it just kind of makes a pockmark, but. Yeah, so, but yeah, that's Rudolph. That's the story of, of abuse. Yeah, I don't and think being, it's very uh, good. Your labor, your labor being profiteered from, so. Yeah. Did you, well, yeah, what'd you think about it? It's not good. Oh, okay. I think maybe that's if everybody wasn't so, yeah. such a huge <laughs> dick and there wasn't the dentistry horror in it. <laughs> you think you'd like it a little bit better? No, but still. <laughs> I'd feel more comfortable oh, okay. letting well, my that's... son watch it. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, sponsored by Love's Deluxe for Boys and Love's Deluxe for Girls. Nothing's better for leaks than Love's. We were on the trail of the Frutosaurus. Look at the size of these tracks. The legendary dinosaur that lived on sun-kissed fun fruits. We're getting close. I can smell it. <laughs> New Fun Fruits Dinosaurs. Real fruit snacks from Sunkiss. He's friendly. They're the biggest fun fruits you ever saw. New Sunkiss Fun Fruits Dinosaurs. These are the halls of medicine where you'll find comfort for a sore throat, a way to quiet a cough, and a feeling of relief for a stuffy nose. These are Hall's Mentholiptus Cough Tablets with vapor action. These are the halls of medicine. On the first day of Christmas, my mommy gave to me 24 Crayola crayons. Show a big Crayola crayons. Lots of 64s. Crayola Crayola crayons. This Christmas, Pepsi would like to help you celebrate the holidays with a chance of winning a present from Mario in the Pepsi Nintendo Holiday Game, where you could win one of thousands of terrific Nintendo prizes, like these action sets, game packs, and best of all, the sensational new Game Boy. So hurry up and play before it's all over. 
Look on specially marked cans and bottles of Pepsi and Diet Pepsi for your chance to win. He's on the camp, his name is Jack. You just can't keep him in the sack. Cause Lego makes him quite a whack. It's Jack the Lego Maniac. Building at the speed of light. Lego keeps him up all night. He's a pint-sized dynamo. A Lego land construction pro. Jack, Jack, he's a Lego Maniac. Jack, Jack, he's a Lego Maniac. Lego Pirates and Castle sets, each sold separately from Lego Systems. On Sunday, December 4th, Burl Ives again tells the exciting new story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on the General Electric Fantasy Hour. The date, Sunday, December 4th. Join Rudolph in a trip to the island of misfit toys. Meet Yukon Cornelius, the funniest prospector of the North. Meet Santa's elves and hear seven original Christmas songs. Burl sings... Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. It's a holly jolly Christmas special for the entire family. Don't miss Rudolph, Sunday, December 4th, in color on most of these stations. Even if we stopped it now, you've watched the two Big Rankin Bass specials, so your kid didn't even like this. I don't think I... Th it, well, I don't think he's watched it because I think there was... He goes through certain days where everything is scary. Even stuff they've seen before, he says, no, 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 yeah. too scary. His even, brain's getting even, bigger, and it's, it's hard to keep I, it, Yeah, It's not actually scary. He just decided that's the day he doesn't like it. So yeah. instead of saying, I don't want to watch that right now, he said, no, no, too scary. So, really? Okay. But no, he's been focused on Frosty. Uh, no, I don't think it's very good. <laughs> so, what is, did he watch Twas the Night Before Christmas? No, I've, I watched that on my own. Because that is like, yeah, that is totally... Even people who like Rankin Bass specials... Like, I think the only other person I've ever met in my life who, like, had an affection for that was Phil. And I chose this. I, this is technically my favorite of the specials, just because of the voice cast and the art design. But, yeah, so on Twitter, Phil and I, Phil Theobald and I, we're having a little heart-to-heart -heart about how much we like this special. And especially there's one moment I always liked in particular where the, the, the kid who's the best artist in school loses faith in Santa Claus and he makes a drawing and throws it in the ocean. And then on Twitter, you were like, is that piss? And I was like, I'm going to fucking kill you, motherfucker. Well, no, yeah. specifically giraffe piss. It is giraffe piss, and I was watching this last night with my friends, and I started laughing my ass off when that happened. Because now that's all I can see is just an ocean, which actually adds to the atmosphere of the scene if you think he's throwing that drawing into an ocean of boiling hot giraffe piss. Huh? So yeah, this you're welcome. Is, this is this is totally just me being an asshole, just pulling this out, just because, like I said, this is my favorite, and like it's not like I don't like the ending because it's just recreating the, the it's just a dude reading twas the, the poem of twas night before Christmas, but I do like the, so this is the one in case you've never seen it before, this is the <laughs> which one is ninety nine percent of people. <laughs> I know exactly. This is Joel Gray. Do you know Joel Gray at all? Oh, I love Joel Gray. Who the fuck oh, yeah. is Joel Grey? <laughs> I 
I, I, I know he was in Cabaret, the movie, I guess. He was a, he's a Broadway performer. Mm. I think he just came out as gay not that long ago. He's the dad of Jennifer Grey, who was the lady she played Baby in, um... Oh, okay. Uh, fucking Dirty Dancing. He was, he was a guy. He was, he was a... Wait, what? <laughs> he was a known performer, like, Broadway performer. I think guest worked with Bod Fosse and stuff in the 60s and 70s. And the other uh, vocal performer... Oh, there's two other vocal performers I like. George Goebel, who voices Father Mouse. He was a comedian. There's something about his performance in this I just really liked. He's kind of very down-home, kind of earthy voice. And then the third person I like so much is Tammy Grimes, who voices Father Mouse's kid. Fucking what the fuck's his name? He's a fucking asshole. It doesn't matter. But uh, that's the voice of Molly Grew from The Last Unicorn. Mm. And I always liked the uh, Molly Grew. And I always liked uh, this the, her performance in this, too. So, But, yeah, th- we don't even know if you want to do a beat because there's not actually much of a story. Oh, it's I wrote it, f- so I might as well. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to, I mean, I, I wrote notes down to make fun of your <laughs> most beloved Christmas special, Dylan. <laughs> like I said, we already talked about the only part I got a sore point on. So, yeah, everything <laughs> else there is just, yeah, whatever. It's 9 p.m. Christmas Eve, and the, there's a note. It says, Dear Santa, please give us whatever you want to. Thank you very much, the Trundles. Oh, is this one the... You know, judging from what we just watched on Rudolph, that's a good way to get a big steaming turd right in your stocking. Oh, man, between Rudolph and following it up with this, this is nothing but the Santa Claus is a motherfucker. Uh Because this is the other one that, like, of all the Rankin-Bass specials, these are... This and Rudolph are the two ones where... Santa just needs to get a fucking... Oh! Dick in his ear. Holy Dad shit. can't sleep. If only he could. If only he knew. It's almost midnight. The mouse says the same thing. And, then, and how would you feel well, if it was three minutes till midnight and you didn't know? Well, as we say, approaching a tall piece of cheddar, better start from the top. What? <laughs> I. This is generally weird to me to hear someone... Reciting dialogue from this cartoon I've watched a million times, but doing it in a way that, like, I see what you're talking about, but it's not doing, you're not doing, you're not telling the story right, man. <laughs> but, like, well, especially, like, you don't sound like that guy, because he sounded like a very distinctive, like, vocal thing, but, yeah, one of the weird, like, the kind of the part of the setup is this, I guess everyone in town, or at least the couple professionals we see, everyone has, like, a mouse duplicate? That yes. works with them? This, this so, special feels like it was set in a cartoon series that has been running for at least a year and a half. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, like, there's, like, like, there's stuff going on that you kind of didn't like, catch up on? Like, this feels like a Christmas special of the Smurfs after the Smurfs has been on for a year and a half. I can and you're see like, that, I, yeah. I know who all these characters are, but nope. Just so, yeah, the main, the main family, like, the dad's a clockmaker, and I guess, like... Because at first you think they're kind of doing the thing of, like, the mice kind of live in the, t- in the house, but no one knows about the mice. But no, it's more of a Ratatouille thing where we later get to see the main, like, the, the Joel Grey character talking to Father Mouse. And they're just, they just hang out and talk all the time. And actually, fucking Father Mouse, that I think that's just the character's name. I don't think it has a name other than just Father Mouse. Um, he starts talking about how this story started, like, three months ago when... Uh, everyone got a bunch of letters, and we see the postal carrier deliver. He has a mouse on his shoulder mm-hmm. who delivers the mice their letters. So I guess everything in this, t- yeah, I I'm kind of surprised the mayor in this town doesn't have like a little mayor mouse on his shoulders, like the mayor of all the mice in town or something. But everyone anyway. got their letters. They wrote to Santa back, not accepted yeah. by addressee. That, that means Santa doesn't want their letters. Who knows why? It was happening everywhere, and they the were whole town. They were doing everything they could to find out. And in this town, mice are the miniature clones of the humans. I want you to do a sarcastic storybook of stories like this. What the fuck is this? Yeah. 
Everybody um, got super pissed at the mayor because he has control over Santa's emotions. Is that so, the mayor? Everybody's outside with like picket signs. Outside oh, okay, I'm sorry. I, I had to fast forward the credits because, despite of watching this a million times, the story is so slight. I yeah. forget like what order things happen. This. So thing. the yeah. dad mouse calls up the North Pole and is like, "Hey, what's the matter with Santa?" And the elf mouse says, "Ah, you'll have to be more specific. He's got <laughs> a lot wrong with him." Which that does suggest that like Santa's like on a tear. Like, uh -huh. Oh my god, how many people is he angry with, and he can't forget exactly. Yeah, what the hell's going That's, on? So oh he God. returned all this of Junks. Like Donald Trump of the North Pole. Like, <laughs> he returned all of Junksonville's leathers. Why will he do that? And Santa doesn't like the letters in Junksonville. The the letter that was printed in the Junctionville Register. Not one bit. He's a petty old fuck. And it was signed yeah. from all of us. For he we are one. We was. are legion. We are the world. <laughs> we all hate Santa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, so... They go to the basement yeah. to find the old print. And then some guy in the human town wants to see the mayor. And he said... The mayor says, A citizen? He's not allowed in here. This is public property. I don't think this my, motherfucker knows what public property is. My housemates did laugh at that. <laughs> so... so yeah. he, he said he got the answers to their problems. So they show him in. It's the clockmaker. His solution to the problem is to make Santa happy again and is to give him a clock. Good gravy, man. Not every problem can be solved with clocks. I know you're a clockmaker, but come on. Oh, Santa's got clocks. Do you think the cheesemaker came in? It's a, I got a pro I know how to fix this problem with Santa. Just wheels in a giant piece of cheese. A mm -hmm. wheel of cheese with Santa's face carved into it. Yep. Like the fucking shoemaker comes in. I made Santa one giant shoe uh -huh. with his face like that. That when that when you when you tie the laces, it plays a Santa song. Like yeah, everyone. This is the day where everyone's coming in with their weird pitch to fix the situation with Santa. But yeah, so Joshua Trundle, voiced by Joel Gray. Yeah, I, the, the, the dad. Yeah. He comes in. He's all like, yeah, I built a. Well, he's built a model. The whole joke is like I've built a clock and he makes it sing a song and they're like, well, how's this going to help our situation with Santa? And he's like, I want to build a giant. This is just a model. I want to build a giant version of this clock and that like on midnight on New on Christmas Eve, uh, it'll play the song and Santa will hear it and suddenly realize that we're sorry for whatever the hell it is we'll did and we'll get all of our presents because I guess that's the only thing that cares. But to anyone in this town is these fucking presents. I made yeah. all the children in my basement sing this song. <laughs> it's a little. I mean, my housemates heard that song and they're like, "That's like something the serial killer plays right before he kills one of his victims in a war movie." Mm -hmm. And I was like, "I guess so." If you're just yeah, yeah. Uh, this so I then put everybody up a lot of abuse all regarding the, this cartoon this year. The mayors and everybody uh, around him are like, "Oh yeah, fuck yeah, clocks, big clocks, yeah, do it, me yeah. do it, it is, yeah, yeah, best well, plan ever." Everyone around him's kind of asleep and stuff, and he kind of browbeats everyone into voting yes for this project. It's, I mean, I know it's a cartoon, but you think the mayor would be like, well, do you have a budget for this or anything like that? Like, no, it's just uh, fucking Joshua Trundle gets, like, free reign to build this giant clock. Yeah. So the mice, He's gonna use this bilk the town out of billions of dollars. The mice read the newspaper article, and it basically says, Santa's fake as hell, so are his stupid reindeer. Signed, all of us. Headline, Santa equals asshole. <laughs> so, yeah. Santa read that and was like, man, fuck this town. Bunch of assholes, they all signed I, it. I appreciate that he reads the newspapers every day from every town uh -huh. that he visits, I guess, but yeah. And it, so, the, oh, but it actually, God. it has long words in it, so it must have been his shitty brain son, Albert. <laughs> I do love how 
that's the thing. I figured out long words, long words. And so, yeah, I guess I guess Albert's the only smart person in town. And they go and see him, and Albert's like, "Yeah, I wrote that shit, and it's true." And it dad says, uh, "You don't know as much as you think, because you only think with your head." What? You only use your brain. Yeah. You only believe. Watch... You don't believe in things you can't see or touch. Like he what? launches into an anti-science tirade that includes a song. <laughs> like all about... these imaginary things I'm gonna sing about. <laughs> Stop using your brains and start blindly believing in uh, about geese that lay golden eggs. What? What is spring without the Easter Bunny? Like a rainbow that doesn't end in money. Why are you listing listing all these fake things to make this guy believe in Santa? Double down this on the is... lie. This is the rare parent who beats his son half to death. For not for the son not imagining himself as a handsome prince prince in a fairy tale, like who's too realistic about stuff. Valentine's yeah. would look stupid without a cupid, would it? <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean Albert's a dickhead, but he's not wrong here. I, like, I do like the lie that the dad says. Here's an example of how you ruined everybody's Christmas with your opinions. Yeah, or facts. Again, living in 2020 in a world where, like, science has become, uh, subjective for a lot of people, it is a little funny to see this special where, like, this kid who's just, like, all science and stuff, like, his dad's all like, you, 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 you don't know, you don't believe with your heart as much as you do with your brain, and just like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So the dad's gonna show him some uh, stuff. Here's a bunch of sick kids. They used to be real happy they were in the hospital, <laughs> but now they're they sad. They love the hospital, and... This uh, my housemates did point out that they really lean on the sick kids because uh, if you if you just talk about how everyone else in the town is sad because Santa is is, is not showing up, it just makes the town look like a bunch of assholes because they're just upset because they're not getting frivolous shit they don't need. Whereas at least with the sick kids, there's an emotional component where it's like okay, now you kind of legitimately feel bad for that. But like fuck everyone else in the town, who gives a shit about them. And there's the biggest part that makes Billy Mudron pull on his tart strings mm -hmm. is that the fucking yeah. black kid who's the like best artist in school yeah wearing his little sailor uniform <laughs> he gets upset and throws his drawing into a lake of he, piss that looks he, like giraffes he kid. drew santa when he thought santa cared now he's throwing out into the piss seat. so long santa drawing how dare you not meet read my letter you old fuck do you think that Santa doesn't want to deliver to Junctionville? He's just using an excuse because he the smell of the fact that Junctionville <laughs> is right on a on a cliff overlooking this ocean of boiling piss. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's like okay, uh, this is the excuse I need to never have to go back to the because my my fucking everything my Santa suit all the reindeer smell like piss for the rest of the year. I'm not going back there. Albert so, says, but, yeah, but these are just kids. Grown-ups never believe in Santa Claus. And the, his dad's like, oh, yeah? Look at that clockmaker. He's making a clock that's going to sing at Santa. Aren't they magic? They're traveling around the world looking at sick kids, kids on cliffs? How do they do it this fast? <laughs> I mean, the mice. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Albert um, isn't impressed, but the whole town's counting on Albert's that clock to work. Albert's also got a lot of balls to have a problem with Santa existing, considering he is a talking magical mouse. That's <laughs> true. Who lives in a town where you can just call up Santa's workshop mm -hmm. and, like, talk to the one of the elf mice. It's not like... That's more proof of Santa well, existing than we do in our world. They tried putting like, Santa on the phone with Albert, but he got on the phone and says, Is this Albert? Fuck you! And hung up. <laughs> I read what you wrote, exactly, yeah. 
I, lo- I love the idea of there actually being an actual war against Santa. It's not like this kind of hypothetical, like, does Santa exist or not? But, like, like Santa's, like, you know, like, Santa's, like, writing writing diatribes by, back at, in the newspaper, like, saying, fuck you guys. Like, they get into, like, essentially, like, like it's a YouTube comment war in the Junctionville Register. I would love to see that. I like the scene where Albert uh. and his dad get real serious, and he kind of leans in close and is like, now listen, there's a meeting going on right now. And they are talking about maybe sacrificing you to the elder god Saint Nicholas. <laughs> so you need to make this right, okay? Do you know this son of a bitch is a god? <laughs> like this is not just like about the presence, but like we have to make him happy. Mm-hmm. It's not just like oh god, we're not. I'm not gonna get my my Super Nintendo this year. It's like he's gonna raise this fucking town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this fucker demands a blood sacrifice. Yeah. So you we're going to kill this tiny little think, baby mouse. Do you think those presents no just spring from nothing? No, no they are transformed also, human beings no and mice. Shouldn't there be a mouse Santa? Assuming the world works on these rules? Yeah. Like, you think, that'd be great if like they pissed off human Santa and the humans are all fucked up. But the my, my, mouse Santa's like, yeah, I, like I, I know that real Santa's, re- I have to work with human Santa, but he's a fucking asshole. So I, lo- I love watching him being pissed off at all the other humans. Fuck this. I, let's hope this starts a mouse civil, uh, a human civil war. And the mice can take over once all the humans have wiped each other out about the Santa Claus war. <laughs> that's about that's about the brew. But yeah. So they finish the clock. Anyway, Show it off. Yeah. Everybody's hype. Can't they just? That's the end of the can't, special. That's can't it. they just print another letter in the paper saying, "Hey, Santa, that wasn't us. Sorry, our bad." Or you know, instead of building a clock, you just have people sing the fucking. Why song. aren't they mad at the editor for putting that in the paper? <laughs> That's a good one. Well, we've seen in the in the, in the news landscape, you know, and for clicks. This this town <laughs> where everybody believes in Santa Claus was like, "I'm gonna print this <laughs> the piece of the paper about how Santa's <laughs> not real." From all of us. From all of us. And, well, that was printed right above an editorial where someone was like, uh, is Jaws a good movie? <laughs> and actually, there was as much hate mail about that as much as anything mm-hmm. else. Oh, everybody was too focused on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So the clock breaks uh, like crazy, whoa. Some like, clockmaker. It goofy explodes, uh-huh. yeah. No one trusted him anymore, so they robbed all the clocks from him? <laughs> They're like, you're a and shitty guess- clockmaker, so we're taking your clocks away. I guess they took their clocks that all needed to be repaired to the better clockmaker down the street? Or maybe they thought they could fix them better themselves? I don't he know. He shows up outside the big clock and is like, hey, I'm uh, gonna fix this. And the mayor says, hey, fuck you. You wanna fix it? I'd rather <laughs> it just sit here and rot. I do love it. He's like, get the fuck out of here. And he's like, I. I, I have a screwdriver. Take five minutes. I'm like, no, get it. Go home, asshole. You don't even get yeah, to look at it. People are mercurial as fuck in this world. So Holy now his shit. family's starving to death. They got a stick <laughs> for a tree, got nothing to put in their stocking, and dad's like, hey, don't sweat it. Let's pray to Santa. Even a miracle uh, needs a hand. That's kind of the song is like, we're not going to take any proactive measures here. We're just going to hope God intervenes. Yeah. Well, actually, no. I mean, the song is like, a miracle lends a hand. He is talking even about, a like, even a miracle needs a hand. But they're not doing much other than singing about how much they need a hand. Yeah. You know, I can't, and, and like, I can't tell what's happening in this montage. Uh, yeah, he's building something, but like at the end of the montage, he's not actually constrained because he's like yeah. whittling down, and they're helping him paint and stuff like that. But at the, the end of the montage is like nothing has happened, and at the end, by the end of the montage, he's asleep in bed, and we're pretty much caught up to the beginning of the <laughs> yeah. story. Yeah. So Albert's um, all sad now, not just because he wrote that letter, but also he broke the fuck out of that clock. Whoops. 
Yeah. I, I this well this is the thing that Phil was going off about on Twitter and the Twitter thread we were talking about how uh Albert uh confesses to his cuz like uh, uh the father mouse comes in he sees Albert crying and he's like oh I know the clock is all fucked up but we're all trying to make do and like he's like no dad I'm the one who fucking broke the clock and like the dad's like that's not enough for you to be sorry if you fucked up you have to go fix that mistake and then I like the, the father mouse then decides he needs to go talk to uh the father clockmaker and tell him that his son broke the clock and that he's he's run off and trying to fix it yeah. so and the the mouse kid's like maybe Santa if we fix it Santa will come and his dad's like you believe in Santa now he's like I don't know maybe <laughs> so I do appreciate it he's just like I, but I know I have to go fix things so the so mouse dad goes to yeah. see the human dad who's sitting on his bed reading a book and then the mouse dad jumps on the book and says hey it's all my fault. My kid fucked everything out, and the human dad smashes the book closed with a <laughs> tiny little mouse squeak, and he whispers, Kerplooey. <laughs> Kerplunk. So, Albert's trying to fix it now. It's three seconds till Christmas. Dad blows out a candle as people sing outside, carolers and clock tower. I do like that. I do. Like, it is kind of nice with the carol. It's all silent except for the carolers, and it's kind of eerie. Why don't they At just least... sing for Santa? Why has it got to be a clock? I don't, that didn't occur to me. Well, my housemates pointed that. We were watching. They are like, they're already singing outside. Get them to sing the fucking song. Yeah. Yeah. And also just the fact that they have to, like, bribe Santa to bring the presents. It's all just so fucked up. But, yeah. yeah. So, but, but it I do works. Love, like, but, uh, huh? I do, the, the little dramatic thing here of the father mouse being like, no, what is he's like, no song. No presents. It's like this real moment of like kind of super sadness. But then, yeah, suddenly you do hear the the clock is suddenly working. Yeah, everyone's super hyped, jumping and dancing, even though they don't know if the Santa could just be like, nah, still fuck you. Well, he does pull up in his sleigh. I ha I put that letter in a frame. You think I would would fuck? I shoot at it with BBs every morning. <laughs> it's the thing that gets me hard in the morning. It's why waking up and reading that letter, thinking about how much I just want to fuck over your town. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he actually shows up and he starts dropping uh, misfit toys all over the place. And it's like, yeah, I'm gonna kill two. You guys want toys? I'm gonna give you those fucked up ju jelly shooting guns I got. This elephant uh, has spots. <laughs> <laughs> he just drops it on top of people's heads again. He's not, yeah, he's not going down chimneys. He's just firebombing the town with bad toys. Mm -hmm. he, he's just, he just, it's not even a sleigh. He just has a truck of Cyberpunk 2077 that <laughs> just rains all over the town. Oh no! Uh, and they're all PS5 copies too, so it's just extra useless. Oh man! So... Oh god! But yeah, there is a moment where you get to see him. He actually stops over the town and he kind of reconsiders, and then he comes to flying down. And they actually did draw him with the eight reindeer this time. Yeah, and they're tiny little babies. It's Santa's this tiny is, too. Sure, why not? It is the worst character design for Santa I've ever seen. A special because he's like a little dwarf Santa, and he's got like he's got Amish beard. He's got no mustache. I guess they had to change his character design to be like reflect kind of the things that are mentioned in the poem, which is the whole right, the whole second half of this special. It's just Joel Gray reading Twas the Night Before yeah. Christmas. And this is the part where I don't shut it off, but I am officially unengaged. Like, I'm like, yeah. This so is, he, he reads the poem. Yeah, he rolls in with the poem, and Santa's like, You fuckers almost beefed it real bad this year. Now yeah. stand what? there. Now you stand there and you watch me <laughs> stuff your socking silently. 
Whoa! The, the family runs into the living room and they hear kind of a rustle on the roof. And they see Santa's naked butt come down the chimney and farts right into the fireplace. <laughs> and he just starts giggling. And then he shits on the fire and it starts to cook. And he's still giggling. And they're like, is he going to even deliver some present or is he just trying to fuck us over individually? And like thus, that? Swiss Colony Catalog was invented. <laughs> this is the first year I've not gotten Swiss Colony. <laughs> God, anyway, but yeah. So he fills their stocking. <laughs> that's, how they, that's the invented, invented. That's how sauce, summer sausage, <laughs> summer sausage was invented. He just take a nice log of Santa and, that, and fry it off. That's why Swiss Colony summer sausages are so tiny, because it's a little Santa. They're so tiny and they cost $80 a piece, because they have to. It's that legitimate Santa shit that they fry in a pan in a fireplace. <laughs> Anyway, so, so yes, yeah, Santa shows and up, and what are we talking about? He fills about? their stockings, and he laid a finger on his side of his nose, blew a snot rocket that was slimy and old. <laughs> right onto the carpet, just a big one snot. And then he flies off, and it ends. Very abrupt. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's what happens when he suddenly decides the last half of your cartoon is just reading the poem. Mm -hmm. And so, And they're still yeah. poor, Yay! God, so that's that is twas the night before Christmas. Uh huh. God, thank you so much for putting up with two straight hours <laughs> of ridiculous Rankin Bass Christmas horseshit. Yeah. I shouldn't say horse. I love all this stuff, but especially, I mean, as for someone coming in to watching this stuff for the first time, I'm kind of surprised you stuck with it as much as you did. Me too. Because I know people who love these specials talk about how these stories will be enjoyed by generations to come and i'm like no these even now like the only people who really care about rank and stuff is like people my age who kind of were indoctr indoctrinated into this stuff aside from the fact that it's getting harder and harder to find all this stuff because the rights to all these specials are scattered across multiple companies so it's not like there's ever going to be like a rank and bass like box set or like even like a like an itunes collection like yeah so it's even getting harder to like even find these things. Much less, there's so many more entertainment options for kids growing up these days. I mean, although we t we say that as we're talking about how much your son is absolutely in love with Frosty, but who knows? But yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the thing that kind of bugs me out is like r the Rankin Bass specials are such a specific product of such a specific time and place. And I don't think they're going to last forever in terms of appeal to people. I mean, there's always going to be people who enjoy old stuff like that, and we'll get into it. But in terms of, like, everyone assuming that, like, the Rankin-Bass specials are always going to be all children's default entertainment for the future, and that's not the way things work, you know? Like, Rankin-Bass was beloved by a very specific generation or two, and that's it, so. That's it, so. Yeah, that kind of wraps up our Christmas this year. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Thank you, baby Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I guess next year... Or is our next episode going to be the first episode of the year or the last episode of this year? The last episode of 2020. When's the first? Oh, yeah, no, the the, the first is uh, Friday next year. So, yeah, the, our next episode will be going live just uh, like two days before New Year's. So, yeah, this will be the last episode of the year. So what are we talking about? Uh, I think Treasure, Treasure Island. Okay, live action Treasure Planet. Uh, <laughs> I, want, I keep on wanting to see, I've heard so many, like, ah, oh, Treasure Planet's kind of like usurped Treasure Island in my brain space because I heard so many yeah. people complain about Treasure Planet and that's also Disney too so but yeah this is going to be our first real live action produced by Disney thing that we talk about in the Disney Plus catalog and I, yeah we can't guarantee we're going to cover all the Disney Plus 
live-action Disney movies, but this is going to be an experiment, that's for sure. Yeah. Hey, I'm, sti I'm still sitting no, on the IMDb ghost for Frosty. Oh, no. And one of the very last goof on the pages. All the kids are wearing snor shorts out in the snow. What an amazing goof. You know, like, the women wear dresses in the snow. It's like, what? What? Yeah. Fucking, uh, I hate people. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Hate... Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, I'm sure whoever typed that in was like, yeah. yeah. That, that, that thought is now almost committed as... to all time for internet posterity. Almost like, as yeah. good as the trivia that it aired on the 28th anniversary of the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. <laughs> what? Cool. So it just happened to air, like, literally every Christmas special is aired on the, on the on December 7th at some point or another because it's oh, fucking stupid. <laughs> fucking stupid. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, that's that wraps up our Christmas spiel this year. God knows, man, like I said, we're running out of stuff for me to talk about Christmas. I don't know what the hell I'm going to talk about next year. So. Yeah, you say that every year, though, and you find something. Yeah, I still, like I said, I could talk about toys. Whenever I talk about toys for Christmas, you know that we'll have officially run out of stuff to talk about on the podcast. Uh. By toys, I mean the Robin Williams movie. Um, man, this has been such a lack Christmas. I've barely watched any of my Christmas stuff. Like, I've watched the specials for this episode, but that's kind of pretty much been it. Oh, um, no. Yeah, I kind of fell into the hole of been watching the G.I. Joe cartoons on the uh, official Hasbro YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And part of me is kind of like, I know we did G.I. Joe the movie, but that was a good time. Part of me wants to do the first G.I. Joe miniseries. Five-part, like, because that'd be like two hours long. And they actually have that miniseries up on YouTube, like, officially. It's actually a pretty nice copy of that stuff, too. But, uh, that's an idea sometime in the future, though. So, yeah, yeah sometimes. Sometimes, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. we should go. We've been talking for two hours. Yeah. He's muttering on Twitter, bum, bum. on the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter, Tardy Podcast on Twitter, TardyPodcast.com. Share us around. Go find Muttering on... Muttering. Go find Bill on... Uh, Retronauts, those episodes. Go... Buy his crap online. Use your yeah. I'll be on retro. I think the second episode of Retronauts I recorded probably won't be going live for months on end now. But go listen to Retronauts in general. Retronauts is good. Go use that gift card to buy his prints. Yeah, gift yeah, card you got big... from the person who doesn't know who who likes you but doesn't know you well <laughs> enough to know what you want. Uh, I get you know. I was thinking this year. I guess the practical gift would be like gets. Well, you don't want to. You don't want to support like Uber Eats and Postmates and that shit if you unless you absolutely have to. But I guess you could I don't know, get give people like a subscription to Disney Plus or That's it. <laughs> not that not that Disney needs more money, but give subscriptions to Disney Plus so people can follow along with us on Disney through the decades, I guess. God, uh, yeah, we do have a year's backlog of Disney Plus stuff to talk about though. Even if we stop the podcast tomorrow, we've gone through like most of the actual like cartoon shorts. Yeah. On Disney Plus, which is kind of fucking amazing. Yeah, because he pretty much... Well, when was our first Disney Plus episode? Was that like uh, one of the first things yeah, we did in this January. year? Yeah, okay, so yeah. That, that's We've already knocked down so... two decades? Three decades? Yeah, well, we started technically, because I think the first first uh, Mickey Mouse cartoons were in the late 1920s, so we're technically... And now that we're going into the 50s, so yeah, it's our third decade of Disney. And it's funny that, like, exactly, almost exactly a year after we started the Disney through the decade stuff that we're going to be talking about our first real Disney-produced live-action movie. Um, what was the one other live-action Disney Plus movie we did? We did, um... It was, it was something they inherited from Fox. 
So it wasn't uh, a Disney produced thing. It was a uh, Swiss Family uh, Robinson. Swiss Family Robinson. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. That was okay, but not yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we'll be back next week with some treasure. Treasure Planet. Fuck. Treasure Island. Treasure Island doesn't have the sexy cat captain, right? We'll find out. Yeah. More, more, more movies need sexy cat cat captains, I guess. I guess. So. No, okay. All right. Well, Down I got nothing. The else. Else. Uh, We've been kissed by Winter Christmas. Yeah, we, we did. We're gonna go back to Santa and live with Santa. And we'll be back next year. Except next, not next year. We're gonna be back next week because we'll be back again someday. <laughs> Actually, Jimmy Durante. If we had a voice for the podcast, that'd be a good one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, okay. Yeah, all right. What you guys? Guys, so long. Goodbye. So long. Merry Christmas. Ah. Merry Christmas, guys. Jingle jangle. <laughs> wiggle wiggle, snickle snickle. <laughs>